0: Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals Podcast episode 88. Tonight, we're talking more about Switch Sports and we are going over some newly revealed premium edition games coming and we'll be up for pre-order soon with guest Barry Carenza. and we're going to talk latest news and um, Nintendo Pedometers. All that and more. fellow Nintendo pals, my name is Andros, I'm one of the co-hosts of the Nintendo Pals podcast, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host and all-around awesome guy, Micah. Yep. And uh, we are also joined tonight by returning special guest from Premium Edition Games and Nintendo Fuse. It is Barry Carenza.
1: Hello, everybody. It's awesome to be back. Thank you so much for
0: having me. Hey, we have to redeem ourselves from that. Last time we had you on uh, and we got into the topic of cheese and pizza. We're not going to do that here. (laughs) We're not going to open old wounds. We're not going to open old wounds. (laughs) But we had a blast. It was so fun. And we're glad to have you back because you being back means that there's some new cool stuff coming, which we're going to get to. We're going to get to. Uh, But first, how the heck are y'all doing? Barry, how's life?
1: life is crazy <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> obviously things at premium are really you know crazy right now because we're product launch is always a fun time um but other, other than that uh you know life is lots of lemons you know and it's about you know making as much lemonade i think as possible and trying to stay as positive as possible
0: and that's that's the way to do it uh get, so I I listened to um, the Premium Editions podcast and hearing your guys' stories about just how hectic it gets and, like, having to personally drive shipments to places and things at last second to to try, like, the -the behind-the-scenes work that y'all do or are doing for people that are ordering these games is incredible. And it shows. I mean, people love it. So, I I think it's a labor of love and... Mm -hmm. you can't you can't deny that.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough right now because we're we're in the middle of transitioning warehouses as well. So we're we're doing a lot of it ourselves now as opposed to using a third party and uh, so we have a bunch of stuff we're shipping, but we had to ship from one warehouse to another warehouse and they're not like right next to each other, so you know, we have to wait for the new delay, you know, new deliveries and then obviously pack it up and get it out there. And so we're we're going as fast as we humanly possibly can as a small team. And and you know, on top of all that, like
0: shipping around the world is just messed up beyond belief, uh, it, and has not yes. recovered from world events, and continues to struggle from new world events. So, to- mm-hmm. totally get it. Totally get that. That that would be a stressful a stressful position because a lot of people, I've I've seen it. I've seen this like culture, especially around uh, limited run games, because you know limited runs gargantuan, but uh, people going like. Yeah, I ordered it, but it just takes so long for it to get produced and get to me that it's like that. That, that people kind of have lost a little faith in that. But at you the know, same time, that's the way it is. You know, like there there is not a way around that. And if you if you care enough about getting those physical goods and all of that swag, which is awesome by yeah. the way, I'm excited to talk about it as <laughs> as you can tell. Then there's good things come to those that wait
1: exactly well we're we're trying to personally cut down our lead time and our production time um we feel gutted about the robot deluxes you know robot Name fight when you know everyone loved it everyone got the deluxe and we hated because we had the book written and everything but it was freight ships and because of the canal incident freight shipping is so behind, and then the incidents you know the docks the docks is all that delay at the docks and unloading so i mean these are the guides they're they were shipped they're heavy so we can't air you know ship it That's just way too expensive so we had to use freight shipping and i'm you know we're all the whole team hates to have to tell people like it's going to be delayed a little longer a little longer you guys ordered it in june i'm so sorry like, like we, this was out of our control you know we're so sorry uh so thankfully those are now in and have begun shipping which is wonderful Uh, Series 3 is about to follow as well. But our goal is to cut down production time as much as possible. So like our earlier series, we didn't do like lot checks until after the pre-orders. And then we're like, no, like Series 4, they're past lot checks. The art is all in approval for Nintendo now. So we're waiting for approval and we're going to start getting the production, like all the manuals and stuff. They're all written. So we're hoping to, you know, take that production time down as much as we can so that everyone gets their games a little sooner and because we move slowly that's our focus.
2: Mm.
1: Well, if if
0: anybody listening if if even that little tiny glimpse of what it's like behind the scenes if you like that stuff uh definitely check out one of Barry's podcasts uh the premium edition cast playcast uh which is out on all podcast platforms where they they like dive deep into what's going on behind the scenes and and mm-hmm. sort of tease stuff coming for the future it's it's a great show uh but you do also do another show uh all yes. all on Nintendo um and that's Nintendo Fuse and you guys recently hit a milestone episode 250 yeah. 250.
1: 250 episodes. Which that is, is crazy.
0: That is so many episodes. And, and you've been with Nintendo Fuse not since the very first, but no. for but for more than half of that, right?
1: <laughs> for yeah, a while. <laughs> I, I, I joined them about nine years ago at this point. Uh, I think it was episode 92. I was a caller because we used to have callers. And I was a caller. And I had such a good time. I called back, I think, on 94. And then by, like, 96, uh, I was, like, a permanent member. And... <laughs> Uh, you know, now we're at 250, and we just recorded 251 earlier. So yeah, more than half have <laughs> been there, and it's a blast. So, you know, I just we love just this. You know, just being able to talk about video games and just have fun doing it. Uh, to me, that's 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 making it in life. Just being able to talk about whatever your passion is and having fun, then you're you're doing something right. Yeah,
0: check out that show; it's also fantastic.
1: Um, jumping over.
0: Now to Micah, how how the heck are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I see your your camera's blinking yeah. in and out, out of existence a, a little yeah, bit. There, I
3: was, I was noticing that, but I was a little scared to try and unplug it and plug it back in. <laughs> Sometimes that also causes issues. Micah Micah
0: is yeah, just too handsome for the camera. The camera can't quite handle it. Uh, so so he he struggles in that regard. <laughs> oh, but well, we we appreciate appreciate having you on Barry to. Uh, to To talk Nintendo and talk games. So what do you guys say we jump into... Well, actually, I, I am not going to skip over the first part of our show this week. We got to talk about some five-star reviews. Micah, do you know what we're doing tonight? <laughs> does it involve the world? Oh, it does. We're going to do the same thing we do every Friday night. And that is try to take over the world. Of Nintendo Podcasts. And we do that through your help by leaving us five-star reviews. If you have not yet left us a five-star review, you can do that over on Apple, Podchaser, Audible, and Spotify. Those are all spots you can do it. And if there's other spots, do it there, too. Um, Links to all that are in the description. We have a new five-star review this week from a long-time listener to the show. We got Maddie Beth, who left a, a review on Podchaser. And it says... This is such an awesome podcast between Andros's enthusiasm about everything Nintendo and Micah's growing hatred of Ocarina of Time. It's the perfect balance for great, positive, family friendly discussions about everything you need to know about every week in the world of Nintendo. I'm sorry. I couldn't keep a straight face for that <laughs> Ocarina <of> time. <gasps> it's, it's nice to be so well understood. <laughs> oh yeah anybody that listens to the show for any amount of time will will find that micah micah feels like maybe there's a little too much love for ocarina of time but don't worry everybody i've got you covered i love the game still uh thank you so much for leaving us the five-star review uh that's i believe this is from maddie beth it, it might actually not be this might be a different Maddie. So, uh, if, if, if it is, I apologize. Thank you for the five-star review. (laughs) Um, and with that, I mean, we've had several weeks in a row, Micah, with like four or five five five-star reviews in, in a row. And this is the first week we've just got one. We, we kept the streak alive, but let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Thanks everybody who leaves us a five-star review. And while you're, out there on the interwebs helping us out be sure to drop a subscribe a subscribe a subscription over on our youtube channel and a follow over on our twitch channel we're trying to reach 1,000 followers on both those platforms it helps us out a ton helps people discover the show and y'all are awesome that's enough self-promo now let's jump into the first segment of our show and let's talk what you plan (laughs) playing. Barry, as our guest, I'll, I'll let you go first. What have you been playing lately in the world of Nintendo and, and
1: beyond, if you want to share? <laughs> yeah, in the world of Nintendo, I haven't done as much. Um, I'm still doing Animal Crossing, uh, just doing daily stuff and Pokemon Unite daily stuff. Uh, I just did play a game called The Sorrow Virus, a faceless short story. Uh, that I did that one for review for Nintendo Views. And uh, that's an interesting. It's a first-person psychological horror adventure game where you pretty much are stuck in purgatory and you've got to figure out a way out of purgatory while trying to write the, the sins that your character uh, did during their life because they've invented this uh, sorrow virus and what it does is like if you're dying of a terminal illness and there's no cure they can give you this sorrow virus so when you die instead of you know going beyond you want to go into purgatory and if you're able to escape purgatory you actually come back to life and you can kind of prolong your life while they try and figure out a cure but when you come back you're still suffering and you'll eventually will die again um so it's kind of like giving people chances to try to right the wrongs inside their head while they try and figure out cures uh really really weird stuff it comes from east asia soft uh and that's huh. that's out now it's if, if you like that kind of stuff, um, it, it definitely has some really disturbing images and and pop up scares, but <laughs>
0: not for me. But
1: <laughs> but to each their own. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: it's not my kind of game either, but they, you know I got a code from them, so I'm like, all right, you know I'll play it. Uh, what I've mainly been playing, and I just finished, is uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I decided to go into that, in 45 hours or so. I'm I, I, I called it quits. I couldn't do all the side stuff. I, I beat the game, but I'm like, I'm not 100%ing it. It's just, it's too much. Yeah, There's <laughs> too much content in this game, but it is a lot of fun.
0: Micah, you're also playing Forbidden uh, West, right?
1: Yeah, actually, it just beat
3: Zero Dawn yesterday. Oh, nice.
0: Oh, well, oh, you're playing the first one.
3: I didn't know. The expansion, I guess. The Frozen Wilds. Yeah, Frozen Wilds. I'd be in the, the regular campaign like a week before
2: that.
1: Frozen Wilds was pretty good. Yeah, so I like I, I'm a little bit behind, but still enjoyed it. Are you going to jump right into Forbidden West, or are you going to take a break? Because I took a break between the two.
3: Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'll take uh, maybe a week or two, and I'll probably jump in.
1: It's, it's interesting, the dynamic, and I think in you know, between the two, if you play them really quickly, because I just did Zero Dawn and, and Frozen Wilds um, not too long ago. You, you know, I took a month break between, and, and Zero Dawn is all about the mystery of the world. You're like, what is going on? Why are we here? You're trying to piece the, you know, put, put the pieces together, and you do by the end of it. And I'm not going to spoil it. Um, in Forbidden West, it's more about culture. It's like all about the different tribes that live out west, and they're they one culture versus another. And and if you like if you like that kind of stuff, you're going to love Forbidden West. But if you couldn't care less. You, you. I've heard a lot of people say, like, I couldn't get into it because it's all about the culture of these tribes and how they deal with each other.
3: Yeah, that, that's kind of what I'd heard, that some people didn't. But mostly, like, the story that surrounds the second one as much.
1: The overall story, I think, is good. I mean, the mystery's gone. So there is still a mystery to do, but, like, the, the what is going on in this world is gone. It's answered in the first yeah, game. It's, it's just different,
3: I think, yeah. than what some people were expecting from the second one.
1: The second one kind of gets out there a little bit and, and sets up an, an interesting th- – they do set it up for a third game, much like they set up the second game from the, after Zero Dawn. Yeah.
0: Mm, all right. So that one is going to be a trilogy.
1: I we, we have talked
0: about in comparison to Breath of the Wild because – Oh, no question. Because they are like, what if we got a, a trilogy for Breath of the Wild, you know, not including Age of Calamity, which doesn't count. i like digital it's a great game uh but i don't think it counts for the trilogy it's a what if it's a yeah yes yeah yeah, that's a great way to put it um well awesome awesome uh so too busy shipping games to play to play too much on the switch sounds like (laughs) uh anything else you
1: want to highlight you've been playing um that's that's mainly it uh you know, I've been I've been playing some games that I can't talk about, <laughs> but secret games, secret games. But, but that's about it. Awesome. Uh, Micah,
0: what have you been playing? Well, I, I decided to keep it pretty light
3: because I, I knew you'd be really excited to talk about Switch Sports.
0: <laughs> oh, you know it.
2: <laughs> that you did it. You did
0: it for me, not because you were playing <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Just for you.
3: But yeah, I mean, I I I did not play too much Nintendo related. I, I did play a little bit of Rocket League though, and I I haven't yet, but I need to play some uh, some Smash Bros because we have a little t- tournament coming up, and I definitely need to practice.
0: Ah, yes, that's that's while. that is a great thing to bring up, and we probably should highlight that here in the show. Uh, this coming Saturday, this would be May. 4th, 14th we are doing a cross community Smash Bros tournament with us the guys over at Super Gamecraft, Carpool Gaming and our buddies the Nintendo Dads um all our communities are coming together for a bracket tournament of Super Smash Bros and this is open to all um and we need everybody that is listening to come join because uh quantity over quality with the Nintendo pals, if we have enough of us in there, we're bound to have our community win right that's that's how that works.
1: <laughs> if we have enough people, we can get enough fluke wins to win the entire tournament, yeah, <laughs> so what you're saying is you subscribe to the Zerg mentality <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. yep yep we're we're all about that uh we're
0: all about just uh throwing throwing numbers at it, and we'll we'll solve the problem. <laughs> No, but it, it is open to all, um, and so don't don't feel like you have to be, like, pro-level Smash player, um, open to all skill levels. I mean, they're letting me right. join. But if man. you
3: are pro-level, definitely join as a <laughs> Nintendo PAL member.
0: <laughs> uh, so, for me, games I've been playing this week, primarily two games. I'll, I'll hit the first one uh, I talked about last week, the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. I did... Complete it. Got the true ending. I'm putting big air quotes on that um, because the true ending is just more reboots. <laughs> uh, I this is slight spoilers, so I'm mean, in a slight spoiler territory here for Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. But this will not ruin the game experience for you. Um, but the the game ends with the option to keep keep the Stanley parable going and they're like yeah every time you sign in we'll just put the next number on and a new subtitle (laughs) it's the same game but you now every time i log in it's like the stanley parable deluxe (laughs) three and then i think it was like the legend of love and uh had like different (laughs) Just different goofy title screens and, and things. But uh yeah, getting the true ending of the game actually was was a, a bit of a, a puzzle solving challenge. It was a lot of fun. Um but all in all, like total to completely hundred percent the game and get to see every ending took me five-ish hours. So not not a crazy long time, but man, it was so fun, worth Every penny I put into that game because I, it just, it makes you think. It's a game that really, like, is funny, um, but thoughtful and, and just, it's an experience that I think everybody needs to experience in, th- that is in the gaming sphere. That's my opinion. Plus, my favorite character came back for the very end. It was, it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That's the bucket. The bucket is my favorite character. (laughs) The bucket of uh the bucket of comfort or something like that. I can't can't remember what it's called. But the one the big one I want to talk about this week, because I've had more time with it, is Nintendo Switch Sports. And I'm going to preface my thoughts here with I like this game a lot. I, I think that the I think that the Actual sports themselves are very well designed. I like all of them. Um, I have I have favorites, I guess, uh, that I that I prefer over others, and favorite modes that I prefer over others within those sports. But they all feel good to play, and are just a lot of fun.
1: Make it sound like you are going to bash on it a little bit. I know? was waiting for that. Like, but you are setting us up for the hammer to fall. But
0: yes, there is there is a but. Uh <clears throat> There's some decisions in this game that I question. I question, <laughs> I question. Uh, some problems. So there's just some, like, minor nitpicky things I have on, like, UI. Uh, first off, to to open the game, you do need two Joy-Con controllers to start the game. Even though 90% of the sports... Oh, well, I guess there's only six, so whatever. <laughs> 5 six of the sports only use one Joy-Con. So I've, I like... I, I've had this happen to be multiple times this last week. While I'm like, oh, I'm just going to fire this up to play some play some bowling, and then I have to go, I have to get up, you know, get up and walk across the room, get the second Joy-Con in order to sign into the game. It won't let you sign in with just the single Joy-Con. That's a little bit of annoying, an annoying thing. And that that small bit is essentially stretched across the entire board. There's just minor things that stack to make the game. Not quite as awesome as I think it should be or could be. I think... Now, again, I think the sports themselves are fantastic. I, there's not much I, I would change in those. Um, but, but like, just design choices around the game as a package are, are weird. One of those being uh, <laughs> the online and the progression system. I like the progression system a lot. I think it's it's... Really cool that you play, uh, sports, earn points. And as every time you earn a hundred points, you get to unlock a reward and you pick those rewards on two pages and new pages, uh, appear. I think, I think they're going to be weekly or bi-weekly, something like that. And you pick one and then it randomly selects a reward on that page. And those are actually different depending on who's playing. So my son has different rewards on his page versus what I have on mine. And sometimes I'm a little jealous because he gets better stuff than me. He got a cool bowling ball. I didn't get that on my page. <laughs> so he was, like, so excited. He's like, oh, man, I got a new. So you get you can change the design of your bowling ball, your tennis racket, your sword, those kinds of things. You'll get different cosmetics. All of it's cosmetic. So nothing is affecting gameplay, really. Um, but unlocking the different outfits. A couple problems I have, though, are that the points are... like you have to play two two games in order to unlock a reward minimum and if you don't do well (laughs) you have to play three um although i did have a bowling match today where i earned over 100 points that was that was crazy uh but speaking of bowling online bowling knockout elimination bowling which i was super excited for (laughs) i do not like everybody is already too good at it. So there's, so anytime you come in first frame, more than half the players are going to get a strike. Second frame, all strikes, third frame, all strikes. So if you are not playing perfectly, you're knocked out in the first round. It's just, it's just not very fun uh, because there's, it's play perfect or get, get eliminated. There's a second bowling mode that you can play in local and every once in a while gets thrown into the mix. I haven't had this happen, but I heard uh, from our buddies over the Nintendo dads that once you're in like ranked matches, it will mix in challenge bowling and challenge bowling is awesome. It is really cool. It randomizes the course with different obstacles. There will be walls that move back and forth, ramps over pits um moving conveyor belt things, bumps in the course. It'll have slopes and just a lot of it. it it's almost like a miniature golf course, but for bowling, if, if that makes any sense. And it's completely random every time. Uh, that would be a lot more fun for online knockout because there's skill involved with it that isn't just bowl perfectly. It's, you've got to really adjust to where you are and, and do that. And, and I just, every time I play that mode local with my, with my kids, I'm like, this should be the online one, not the regular. <laughs> Cause right now you can't choose. It's just maybe sometimes you'll get that and so it's it's design choices like that that I'm a little I'm a little bummed by I, I think that the game is really great I think it's definitely worth the cost of entry um but right now where I'm sitting is it's not not as good as sports resort was that doesn't mean it's a bad game sports resorts pretty ha- hard to live up to because they had all the it had the progression system it had all the stamps it had so much. Content for all the sports, uh, so I'm I'm just surprised that this doesn't quite hit that mark. You know, that's that. Those are my thoughts. This is from the ultimate Nintendo Switch sports hype guy. I still love this game. I st- I think the sports themselves are solid, but the way that they have wrapped the game around the online uh, focus. Maybe misses the mark just a little bit. It's really good. Also, the online works really well. So you, you'd be surprised how well that works. Yeah, I hope I hope it's I'm not turning people away from getting the game. <laughs> I, I I I I try like I tried to preface this with like I love the game. I, I still am really enjoying it, but there's just like minor things this I would could tweak be a little better.
2: Yeah, could be a little
1: bit. Yeah. yeah, I like how you preface using the, the two joy cons like i have to get up to ball what is this world coming to <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> switch sports where you have to actually
0: exercise just a teensy <laughs> bit sounds <That's laughs> terrible the funny thing is is that only only soccer uses the two joy cons
1: that's not true the sword fighting uses two oh, use oh the yes
0: swords you were right barry thank you for the correction yeah so the swords also you can you can use the two but only, it's only, besides that, it's soccer. And soccer doesn't feel like Wii Sports. It, because every other game, you're doing the motion that you would do to play that sport. It's an intuitive motion. Bowling, I'm swinging my arm like a bowling ball. Soccer, I'm swinging my arms and moving with a joystick. It's not... It's not
2: they, soccer. They you said they were going to add the legs to the leg. leg strength. Strength.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I did try the leg strap game. Uh, it's it's a mini game that can only be played local, um, and it's a soccer. It's just we played versus. Out, isn't it? Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> so it is so slow and boring. There there's nothing to it. A ball comes at you really slow, and then you time your kick, and then. And then you have to, it's, I, I, I kid you not, you could like sit through like 10 seconds of, of different little cutscenes plus pushing the button for the next player to go. It's such a pain to, to play. Maybe I need to play single player and maybe it would be a little bit more enjoyable. And then towards the end, we tied. My, my son and I both have the same score. So it went into overtime. And for the overtime, it got interesting. The goal started changing sizes uh, so you actually really did have to aim but what <laughs> the game was favoring my son y'all my goal was sure. smaller I sure I kid you not it gave me a small goal and then I was like oh okay well I went first so he's gonna get a small goal next massive and I was like well, wait wait he gets he gets just free reign and and then he missed still thankfully for me and then I was like okay well I'm gonna get a big one now right back to small <laughs> for me. it it just sensed you know it's trying to make it, it was like uh it must be some sort of sensed handicap they're like the the kicks from the five-year-old's legs are really small so we'll give them a big goal <laughs> we'll give this full-grown man playing uh the harder kicks
1: no, don't leave so, us in so suspense we... who won
0: i won i yeah. won did, did you <laughs> yes, I did. Despite <laughs> the game it working like what against you're me. you trying to
3: say was your son's better than you. <laughs> <so
0: just." laughs> he's pretty good. He he is pretty good. We, we have an absolute blast playing that with uh, local as a family. Uh, it is a bummer for him because he doesn't have an online account. So he's doing all of the online progression through his mom's account. And it's like, man, it, it, getting the game for kids. I just wish it had some progression offline. I see why they don't, because the rewards are sort of distributed online, but it comes back to, you know, we've had Barry on here before with the the pet peeves, with the dependency for online, and, like, this game is not, it's not a physical game. (laughs) It's, It's very much built around an online infrastructure, which just feels weird for Wii Sports. I know we're hypocritical fans because that's what everybody was asking for back when they were like, why can't we play these online? And now that we can, we're like, why can we play these online? <laughs> <laughs> we're typical, typical, but I, it's, I, 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 why can't we have both? You know, why can't, yeah. why can't we progress on, on offline and online? I think that would be cool.
1: With the, the bowling, with the elimination bowling, because I did the, uh the test and the tests, uh they did elimination bowling and I had a blast with it and I definitely noticed it, it obviously depends on who you're paired with. Like, mm-hmm. I I never hit the final round either time that I that I did it. But one round, I, I just didn't do well. I think I did, like, a 120. But the other round, I and I did, like, a 160, 170 um, at the point when I was eliminated, which was, like, eight frames in or whatever. And I was like, you know, if I had that score in the other game, I would have won the whole thing. <laughs> so I'm wondering why they don't do some kind of there is progression, why they don't do pairing you against people of like skill. They do. They do. They they do. Yes.
0: But it's not unlocked right away. And it doesn't tell you that you're going to have that. So I've played, I think it unlocked for me about like six matches in online. It was like, you have now entered ranked bowling matches and you are rank E. So, I believe I I'll be being paired against other ranked E. But it's very, it, it was very not upfront, like, that there even is a ranked system. Why not have that as an option? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I just want to play. I, I mean, this is how a lot of online competitive games are. Look at Rocket League. You can play free play. You can play, um, what, what is it ranked called, Micah? Competitive. Ranked. Ranked competitive. Yeah. And that one has a ranking system and you're matched with like skill. Yeah. Totally get it. Barry. See,
1: w- when I play Pokemon Unite, I have stopped doing ranked. Um, and that's mainly because they have, like, different, depending on your rank, they have, you know, let's just say one to seven. And they'll pair you with anyone of your rank, two ranks below, or two ranks above. And there's times where I go into the rank and I get everybody on my team, the other four members, are two ranks below me. And I'm playing against a bunch of, the whole team of two ranks above me. <laughs> And needless to say, they they're, crush they're all us. in the same group. Too. They're probably on the same group. Perfect they crush us, and then then I lose points because you when you lose, you your progression goes down. And I'm like, what? I, I was the MVP of my team. Like like why should I lose? Like that's mm-hmm. that's unfair. Mm-hmm. That's like. Playing with it on a team of five-year-olds versus a team of NFL players, and you're playing football. Like, of course, you're going to get crushed. Why should that count against you? So, <laughs> if I, if I you wish have, like, the impen- MVP. You should just like not lose. Yeah, points. that's my thing. If you're like Stuff. the MVP, you because you, 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 if you're on a team that's doing crappy, like in a ranked, you're you're through in the towel. Like, let's just surrender. We're wasting time. But if you get MVP, then you have something to work for. Oh, I, I'm saving myself. You know, like, I'm saving losing rank. And I think that would change the metagame. So if you do get crappy luck, uh, you can get something. And the same thing here, you know, like if you're paired against people who are getting strikes every time, there's no way you're advancing past the first round. Uh, you know, and it's it's kind of like, maybe they sense it after a couple times. And so like, oh, you haven't made it past the first round, like, two times in a row. Let's pair you with some other people who haven't made it past the first round mm-hmm. two times in a row or something. Some kind of, some kind of system that makes it more fun. Because it's no one likes to lose, and, and it's not fun if you just go there and you're, you're constantly losing. You crushed, yeah.
3: Yeah, especially if you get crushed. I mean, it, it probably just takes, like, a few games from, like, get the data they need to kind of rank you,
1: but it'd be nice probably. if
3: they had some indicator that's what was happening.
2: Yeah,
1: I agree. Because, I mean, if you lose, like, by one point or one pin, like, like it's really close. It's, a, it's a, a challenging match. But when you just get crushed, it's just like, why should I continue playing this game?
0: Yeah, on, on that note, with bowling specifically, uh, if you're playing co-op online, because you can play with one or two players in online matches, and you do a bowl, ranked bowling, you can have one of you get eliminated and one of you go on. And the person that gets eliminated just has to sit there. That, for me, I'm, I'm okay with the ranked bowling, but it's not designed for that co-op play I, and oftentimes my son will be like well this is boring I just have to sit here and watch and I'm like I feel bad this. <laughs> like, like that, <laughs> that you can't that, why not let them keep bowling they're out of the they're out of the yeah. the bracket or, but, I mean, they, but they can for fun see how they, they would can, have done or something exactly
1: yeah. the why yeah, not this way you could at least see the rankings, like the, the four that are eliminated can go for eight, you know, nine, 10, 11th and 12th and see where they play us. Yes,
0: yes, exactly. I, I, that, that would be a very welcome change, I think, because then you could keep practicing uh, and, and just get better, at, get better at the game as well. Um, so I, online bowling is like one of my favorite sports in the package. Uh, I, I love the specialty bowling. I, I don't think I can highlight enough how much fun we played it like four times in a row today
3: <laughs> Bow- bowling from we sports was one like my least favorite yeah wow. it, it,
0: i i think you would it's really like the, the same special thing yeah i think that's why i think you'd really like the specialty yeah, i would bowling. say the the special bowling so- sounds cooler since and on it's local a more dynamic yeah on local you can change its settings to be beginner intermediate or difficult and the difficult is very hard like these are like tiny ramps over huge gaps that you have to perfectly or or obstacles popping up that you have to you actually have to curve the ball in order to hit the pins it's super fun uh yeah um I, i've also seen a lot of people go like say that the sports are too similar they're like badminton volleyball and tennis they're all net sports they're su- they're too similar especially badminton and tennis i i don't i don't quite get that because i think they, they feel completely different to play completely different to play Badminton and volleyball, I am fairly certain it is impossible to hit out of bounds. It's, uh, volleyball is all about timing and, and somewhat aim, but it's, it's all about that getting in rhythm with the other player. Badminton is like that, but solo. And um, you're kind of watching a little bit of like your stamina. I don't know if that, that really makes sense. But if you tire your character out, they will fall over and it takes them a little bit to get up. And that's the moment to strike. So you're trying to tire out the other character, the, uh, the opponent. And then tennis is precision aim. Like tennis, you can hit it out of bounds. If you're not swinging at the exact right timing, it will... It will veer. So I, I don't. I don't think that even though those on paper seem like they'd be too similar, they are actually very distinct I- in gameplay.
2: So
1: one thing that boggles me about tennis is that you have to play doubles. Mm-hmm. Like it seems weird. Like you wouldn't allow them to also play single player. Mm-hmm. Like you know singles. Yeah,
0: I mean y- you. In those forced doubles matches, you have two characters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but but still, like, there's a big dynamic between doubles matches and singles matches. Yes, and it'd be cool to have singles matches as well. That that, that doesn't seem too far fetched because Wii Sports had single matches too, I believe. I I can't remember. Did it have single matches? I, I, I think I it did have know. single matches. I, I thought it did.
0: I know um, We Sports. I played Wii Sports. Wii Sports Resort had table tennis, which was. <laughs> Yeah, which was fair. that it. It was the same sort of mechanics, and that was that was single. Uh, yeah, we'll have, we'll have to we'll have to look that up. But uh, overall, I still highly recommend the game. It's forty dollars for the digital. Uh, I got the physical, and um, yeah, the the leg strap. It wasn't necessary. I feel like that was just just shoehorned in there to make it so they could sell something with. The thing I, cause it's like that soccer kicking game. <laughs> I, I don't, maybe once they add it to the actual soccer, it'll feel a little bit better. But I think when you have the option to hold a controller for precision kicks versus having a leg strap in kicking and you're playing in online competitive games, nobody's going to use the leg strap. So they, they've already I mean, set they, it up to fail. Those, those people that played Mario Kart with the wheel. Yeah. They weren't they weren't playing it competitively. I mean, maybe. You know
2: what
1: though? That would be fun for party games though. Hey, we got you got all got to do it but we all have to use the leg strap.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you know, uh and it challenge. does support it does support multiplayer with the leg strap, which is what we we yeah. did. Uh, we have, we have two because we had the one from uh Ring Fit Adventure, so we were both able to play with our own separate controllers. Yeah. Really great. It's really great, but but there's those there's those like bits that kind of hold it back from being like peak of the series it's really great i've just been complaining about it for the past 40 <laughs> minutes <so. laughs> well we'll move on micah all right but yeah
3: well, I, uh, i'm always down for some some force com- bashing you know me some
0: complaining about video games yeah i know Any i do video know game you. that you
3: like
2: i'm down to bash
0: on well with that, uh, that's that basically wraps up what, what I've been playing this week. I had so much gaming fit in last week. Oh, oh wait! No, 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 no. There's one game. Oh, wait, a big, a big one. one. A big one that I want to talk about. Slay the Spire. I tried for the first time with the, this yeah, last week. I, I,
3: it took me and Eli trying to convince you for like eight and a half months
0: even mm-hmm. to try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome game. I, I really like it. And uh, I, I want to keep keep on going with that i've unlocked uh the first three characters and tried all three of them in different just once so uh, i've only i've done three runs essentially um i'm not sure which which style i liked the best they are all they all play so very different and i'm just i'm just a big fan of card games in general and that but i don't have as much time to play tabletop games as i used to so this was like a really great way to get Get that fix. And Slay the Spire is very good. It is very good. I definitely recommend that one.
1: If you like tabletop card games like Magic and stuff like that, um, there's a game on the Switch that I highly recommend, and that's Shadowverse Champions Battle.
0: Shadowverse. All right. I haven't
2: heard of that. That, one.
1: that, that game out. is it has a physical, and it is like so much better than it has any right to be. I put over 100 hours into it. It's just addicting it and it, i don't know if you ever played magic or used to you know i yeah i've or...
0: i've i've played um i have played a digital version of magic digital the version. gathering because i ever... i never got into like the physical collecting because it's it's that is an expensive hobby mm-hmm. it gets did it you, racks up quick
1: did you ever see uh, inquest the old inquest magazines that might still be around it was like the Inquest was a magazine for magic players. It was different cards and sets. But on the back, they had this thing, every single issue, called Dead Man's Hand. And it pretty much presented you with a situation. And you were dead next turn, so you had to win. And there was a specific combination of cards you could play in that situation to win. And you had to figure it out. Like, how could I turn this around? It was really cool. Shadowverse actually has a bunch of those uh, for you to challenge through the different decks, they give you oh, scenarios that's cool. and win it win in yeah, one turn really if funny. you can. Uh, I, and there's like there's like a hundred of them or something like that, like it's or even more. There's like so many that they added in. I'm like, this is so much content in this anime game that involves saving the world by winning with magic cards. Um, but it's it's so good. And there's a demo, and the demo progress carries over to the main game. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, like definitely. Oh, let me give try a shot. it, and because I love magic and I haven't played in forever and. And that's what Slay the Spire kind of reminded me of, because I, I, I fell in love with this game. I'm like, this game is so much better than I thought it would ever be.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'll definitely give that one uh, a look. And um, That's definitely a Micah game as well. Micah, I'd say Micah is even more into those games than I am.
3: Yeah, I played quite a bit on a, a friend's uh, Xbox 360. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we used to play, there was a mode in that that I would love to see come back, uh, which was like a boss. Three, three-headed 3 giant or something?
1: Oh, yeah, three-headed three. giant is great. Yeah. That was with three players, and you couldn't attack the center one until you had killed off the, the outer two? Uh,
2: the
0: I don't think, no, no, so this was like, there's a boss that you're fighting, oh, it's, okay. it's three on one, and uh, the one was a computer player, and he had a boss modifier deck that just,
3: and sometimes it was, so, oh, you know, what? was unfair. So broken.
0: It, 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 was, it would do things like kill all monsters on the field, like, like just brutal well, things. It kill all opponent monsters. Yeah. No, oh, not yeah. theirs. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah
1: it, was, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. It, it I was, do remember
2: that. It, yeah. But the,
1: what I was thinking of was Emperor, I think we called it, where you had like it was 3v3 and and you couldn't attack the center player until you killed the satellites yes, of the other team. I mean, that sounds cool, too.
0: Oh, that, sounds, that sounds like a lot of fun. There's just a lot, a lot you fun. could... It's really fun to see th- games like Magic the Gathering, uh, yeah, the Pokemon TCG, um, uh, these, these card games that are being manifest in these indie uh, video games that are yep. card-based battle systems because there's things that you can do with that that are so fun and unique and cool and it's way cheaper <laughs> than yes, getting into magic you don't, the don't have to worry about the
3: rules and like obscure rules and weird things like yeah. ambiguous things they kind of lock you in with what you can and can't do
2: yeah I it's a, a lot of fun well
1: it's if, a lot if you like magic uh, the shadowverse does that and they even have like a an underground area that makes like a CD bar area and it's There's different rules, like the old Vanguard cards, if you remember, there where it was like, you know, all all creatures actually gain like plus two attack or something for everybody, like like extra rules on top of the rules only here because it's like illegal playing, like they 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 spin it that way. It's it's really interesting. On this packs, you get packs and you get expansions, and you could upgrade, and and it's it's pretty in depth. So if you like Magic, highly highly recommend it. That is awesome. Yeah,
0: we I'll definitely be checking out that game. Uh, well, with that, why don't we jump into the first segment of our show, and let's talk some Nintendo news. All right, at the top of the show here, or at the top of the news segment here, we're going to turn the time over to Barry, and we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll talk with you about it as well, but recent, like, just this last week, the Premium Edition game Series 4 Direct Went live, and now have announcements for. I don't even know how to count these, but <laughs> one, two, three, four, ten. It like five, five, five new physical games coming out, uh, and with with all sorts of stuff, and a lot of these are like. Uh, There, there were a couple I hadn't heard of, but, um, a ton of them are some pretty prominent indie games that really made waves when they first launched. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for, for you guys, and I'm excited for these to get physical, physical versions. Uh, so I don't know. I'll turn the floor over to you. What, what, what do we, what do we got coming in series four? (laughs)
1: So uh, we we did announce our series four directs and series four titles. Does, uh they do, do yeah I can't speak. They go up um, on May tenth is the open pre order until June tenth. So all of our standard premiums they're fifty dollars and they're open pre order. So you know as 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 long as it's during that window, you won't have to worry about missing them. Uh, our retros which are seventy those are limited to five hundred only. So if, if that does interest you, uh, make sure to get those in as soon as possible because we can't guarantee that there'll be any left over. Um, so the games that we announced for series four are two games. We announced Wonderling DX, which is this super cute 8-bit, 16-bit style uh, puzzle platformer where you're auto-walking. You play the role of the, the Goomba equivalent and you got to stop the Mario equivalent. You are the bad guy and you have to go through each of these levels, finding secrets. There's tons of hidden stuff. There's collectibles in every level and the added challenge is, is these flowers, and you know, one of the objectives is to collect all the flowers, and if you collect a flower the next time you try, it'll be open to let you know it saved your progress, you collected that one. But if you don't collect flowers for a certain period of time, you'll see a heart appear, and you'll start to dwindle down, and you will die. So you have to make sure, because some, some stages have you going back and forth, that you purposely don't grab all the flowers to leave some for your backtrack so you don't die. So it's a, it's a really challenging uh, way of doing it. Plus there's other powers. You get dashes and, and jumps, and and uh, you can fly with different powers. And it, It's just a wild take on the genre, and it's done so well with a lot of humor. And because this is the DX version, there's all these added levels. Uh, after you beat the game, there's a bunch of hidden stuff. And we wanted to make sure that's all on cart. So that is a complete game on cart with all that added stuff. Um, the other game is Rain Your Parade. And Rain Your Parade is in the same vein as Katamari Damasi. Uh, you know, Untitled Goose Game. I was going to say, it's like this... Untitled
0: Goose Game, but yeah. you're a
1: cloud. <laughs> you're a cloud suspended by string, and you're going out and you're just causing havoc. You're creating tornadoes, you're raining, you're lightning bolts, you're just... You have, every level has different objectives, and you're trying to accomplish these objectives and figure it out and just have fun doing it. There's levels that pay homage to, like, Metal Gear Solid and Legend of Zelda and a bunch of other classic franchises. Uh, it's, it's a big game. And after you beat it, you can actually go back to all the levels. There's uh, bonus objectives to do and uh, just have some fun with it. But on top of that, there's also DLC, which adds new levels, new modes. There's like a mini-golf, uh, director commentary, like all that stuff. And that's also included on the cart here. So you're getting the full game plus the full DLC all included uh, in the physical package. So those are both coming uh, May 10th till June 10th, The both the standard premium and the retro editions on top of that we gave an update for our sunshine anthology which is a kickstarter that we did a couple years ago um that's from fossil games um they did sunshine manor and camp sunshine and the games are done they're on steam they're currently being ported to the switch so people have been asking us for them we just we always have to give updates we want to keep people informed uh what the progress is and we we try and always incorporate the developers in our, our our uh presentations so you know thankfully the developers you know decided to record some stuff for us and the update we got was recorded directly from the developer himself so uh it comes right from the horse's mouth as they say uh then we announced something that we're we're beyond proud about which is the premium edition classic series volume one and what this is is there's a bunch of aftermarket nes games out there you know just programmers that love the nes they they make games for it even as of this year, and they're, they may make a physical NES game or they'll at least release a ROM uh, just because they love the NES so much and, and there's such nostalgia for that. We took 10 amazing aftermarket NES games, and we put them together. We ported them to the Switch, and we have them in one package. Uh, there's one physical, so when you pop it in, it's one icon. You open it up, and you get to pick what games you want to play, and you put the cartridge in the, you know, in the NES, uh, so we got Orbody, Binder's Tale, we got Nessie the Robot, Space Raft, Ninja 1 and 2, Kubo 3, Assimilate, Jester, Era the Crow Maiden, Doodle World, and Yaya BBs 2 are all on there. Um, some people say, what about digital? These games will also be released digitally uh, separately. But the physical is actually going to have some bonus games that are not available digitally. They're only going to be available as this physical. And this is coming summer 2022 we don't have an exact date yet it's still being you know finished being worked on but we're really happy to do this and we absolutely are looking forward to volume 2 and I know. I was gonna say, you
0: guys, you guys let the let the cat out of the bag early, naming it Volume One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was
1: like, I was like, oh yeah, I know. There's gonna be more. I know. There's so many games, <laughs> like aftermarket games, and we're like, we want to, we want. I mean, these developers love Nintendo so much that they're developing for a system from 1985, and that that no longer is supported by Nintendo. So to mm-hmm. have those games now officially released on the current Nintendo system is a dream come true for these developers and we're honored to be able to do that for them because this
0: this kind of thing needs to happen more honestly because there is so many great uh ROMs and and games being developed for older systems even beyond the uh, even beyond the oh, yeah. uh, original Nintendo at yeah like this is this is a cool deal because it's going to open up an indie scene a, a, a new pocket in the indie scene that no. has not been tapped not been, not been tapped enough unless you know what you're doing i i watch a lot of i watch a lot of uh you know we've had on the show cosmic speedrunner for mm-hmm. mario bros he does rom hacks every week on his nes and pulls like just really really cool developed things so it's it's really cool to see that getting tapped in a bigger way with premium
1: edition absolutely well these aren't rom hacks these are all original titles right um fully developed And that's what's fun. And and a lot of people have asked us, they said, well, what about other systems? And we never stated that it's not called the premium NES classics. It's just the classic edition. So we're not saying every volume is going to be NES stuff. So we're open to look at, you know, other systems too. So we want this to be an evolving series. Uh, We just want to do it justice. Uh, you know, we want to do the games justice and not just be like, here's 100 games. Boom. You know, we, we want to be a little more tasteful and, and just have some fun with it because, you know, whenever you deal with a collection, some, some people might say, oh, well, this game doesn't look as fun. Well, that's OK. It's a collection. You have other games. You know, you'll find something you like. And, and we think there's a, a good variety of titles here from very, very talented uh, developers. And we're proud and stand behind all of them. And, and we're honored to have them. Um, but that wasn't even their final announcement. We actually,
0: I liked in in the presentation here. You know, you guys you guys had your hype button, and mm-hmm. Barry Barry hit the hype button one more time in in the presentation, and I mean, he did he it it didn't disappoint. The the hype button brought
2: hype.
1: Oh, it did. Uh, this is something that we've been so blessed. Um, to be able to do, and we've been so internally excited and, you know, just really wanting to tell everybody, but we couldn't. And we said, this is the perfect time. Let's do it. Because we were just like, oh, ca- you know, Classic Edition is enough of a one more thing. Like, that's a huge thing. And I so, said, let's try and top it. And we we, we decided, we, we worked with the developers and they gave us that special, uh, they, they created that special little teaser for us. And, uh, we were able to announce Raji an Ancient Epic. The Enhanced Edition is coming physically to the Switch. Uh, that is Series 5. That is their first Series 5 title to be teased. And Raji is just one of those titles where when the indie showcase happened and it was shown off, I showed it to my wife immediately. She went and downloaded it that day. She loves Indian culture. She loved the look of it. She loves the story. She fell in love with that game. And she's like, this needs a physical. And I'm like, I agree. And we've been in contact and reaching and trying. And, you know, we, we, the, the stars aligned and we got some communication and we, we've made some really good friends with the team. Nottinghead is, is a very, very talented, amazing team. Wonderful people to talk to. Uh, and we were able to make things work. And, uh, sure enough, it's coming, but they informed us about the enhanced edition and we're like, well, that's the one we want. We want to make it complete. So they're, they're going back to retooling the, the graphics. They're fixing you know some minor complaints. They're adding Indian language support and a bunch of other things. And that's the version that's going to be on the cart. We're going to get the, the final version of that game.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. I uh, especially see uh, a game that was prominently showcased in an Indie World showcase coming coming out physically through Premium Edition games. Super cool. Big get for for the team there. So, congrats to you guys! Uh, and it's just an awesome game. I have not played it myself, but uh, our buddy over the Nintendo Dads, Neo Prime Tim, uh, loved it. He was calling that his indie game of the year when when it first launched.
1: So. Did he see the announcement? Do you know, uh,
0: I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, I haven't have talked to doubt. him since since it came out. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> Tim, Tim, yeah. if
0: you're out there, yeah,
1: <laughs> we'll see. Y- <laughs> Get you know, excited! For us- <laughs> For us, since we we do, you know, we go slowly. All of these games are games that we have to play. Like every game we release is a game we play. We have to love. We have to really get behind because we we want to move slowly. We want to give the, the attention that these games deserve. Or we want to give them the time. We want to give them the spotlight, and uh, you know. Not every game is for everybody. We understand that. You know, some mm-hmm. people love robots. Some people may say I don't like robots. Some people may love Demon's Tear. They may not like it. Some people love Super Bowl hockey. Some people say hockey doesn't up for me. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, what we do is we want to take games we care about and put them out there and introduce them to people because there's something that was magical about Series One when we launched because you know we were new. And we did the challenge cards in all of our releases of the challenge cards, where if you don't know what that is, uh, the developers give us a challenge, we put on a card, and we task, the developer really tasks the players, all of you, to do that challenge. And should you do it, you submit it on social media and send us an email, here's the link, my address, all that, we will send you in the mail a physical challenge patch. And then you could go ahead and you could wear it like I am, or you can put it in the game case or whatever, it's your physical achievements. And with Super Blood Hockey specifically, I got so many emails saying, hey, here's my challenge submission. I want you to know I had no interest in even opening this game. I got it because it was limited and you, know, and you guys, your first release, I wanted to get it. But I was intrigued by seeing people post challenge patch submissions. So I wanted to try the challenge myself and now I can't put the game down. This game is amazing. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. Thank you for introducing it to me. And that wasn't just one email. We got like dozens of people saying that because they, well, I'm not going to play a hockey game and, and it's an RPG and a lot of people don't realize it's an RPG and it's just so cool to be able to take these games that, because there's, there's hundreds of games always released. It's impossible to play them all. So many of them slip through the cracks and we just want to give attention to those we find to be a ton of fun. And you know what, if you're unsure about the games, I know like Wonderling has a demo, for example, you can download the demo and try it. I'm not sure about Rain, but if you pick up the games, try the challenge, you might find yourself falling in love with it. You might not. Right. I mean, every, everything's subjective, of course, but we have really discovered that so many people out there are falling in love with our titles uh, it was the same thing with Phenotopia Awakening. You know, no one heard about that game. That game just fell through the cracks. The developer themselves said, you don't even want to put this game out. The Digital sales are terrible. And we're like, we love this game. What are you talking about? This game's amazing. Of course we want to put it out. And and so many people, oh, I've never heard of this. I got to have it. I want it. I want it. And Phenotopia Awakening is, is a, really a, a darling. It's an amazing title. And, you know, they're since series 3 will be shipping soon i'm really you know waiting for people to start earning their patches because they they came out really good oh those are nice
0: for those for those right. listening to the audio like yeah. it's it is a beautiful looking yes. patch it's so, yeah these are the so cool three. it's like it's it's achievements but you get an actual thing
1: actual so cool. thing so yeah cool. these are the series 3 patches i've i've yet to to get them on but you know for all three of those games so they're out the series 4 patches um I think they're they're being worked on currently. They're they're not finalized yet, but you know it's something that we love to do because so many people buy games and they put them on the shelf. They leave them sealed, um, and it sucks. So we want people to play them. But
0: you know, <laughs> it was oh, wait, I was wait, wait, Barry, aren't you one of those people? <laughs> guilty, totally <Yeah. laughs> guilty. Barry has um, Barry has. Everything, so yes. like that's totally. he gets he gets a he gets a pass. He bought it's all. It's
1: impossible. Of them. It's impossible to play them all. <laughs> but but that's just it. We want to. We we're saying, hey, this this these games are worth your attention. Mm-hmm. And that's something also we did when we were looking because you know we're premium edition. We want to raise the bar. You know, we, we always want to raise the bar in quality. Um, and one of the things we did is we looked, and it, it cost us a little more, but we said we well, you know what we're going to do it. We're going to upgrade our slip covers. And our manuals, which a lot of people say, like, they love the slipcovers in the manuals. How can we upgrade them? We upgrade them in in their high, higher quality cardboard for the slipcover, matte finish foil. And if you have our series one and two, you know they're great. Uh, when you see series three, because we decided to do it for series three, and we did it for the gamers for gamers versions. Um, the thickness on the new cardboard is amazing. It is That's absolutely solid it's solid it's matte finish so it has a shine to it that it almost it almost has like a,
0: a board game box quality to it yes
1: and you can hear like for the for those listening you can hear it's a harder cardboard it's not flimsy um and that's really where we're, we're like what's up it? <laughs> it's not a snes box <laughs> not a snes box no not at all and that's what we want to do and the manuals are a harder thicker manual with more foil and and matte and we like we just want to keep showing that these are collector's items and the like the game itself deserves to be a collector's item Mm -hmm. so our standard premium is the equivalent of a standard collector's edition with everybody else um and of course our retros just go above and beyond that and the developers get to pick what they want which is the coolest thing all the stuff in the retro editions uh are what the developers want they, they say, this is what, what I want in that edition, and we say, okay, let's do it. Yeah,
0: they, and it's all very cool. I, I will provide links in the episode of the description for anybody wanting to check out these uh, all the stuff that is coming in Series 4. Uh, this goes live um, right. Monday. The- Tuesday. Uh, this I'm sorry. This podcast goes live Monday oh. the 9th. So if you're listening to this day oh. one, this will be coming out tomorrow. So don't miss your chance, especially if you want to get some of those uh, limited um, yep.
1: production on copies. Top, there's more. There's more. Oh, there, there's more. There's more. Um, so premiumeditiongames.com for that. But we have a bonus for everybody that pre-orders uh, from our website because we do have distribution partners. Um, we do have a bonus, an exclusive dog tag uh, is going to be a bonus free item per game uh, for everybody. So you get Rain on Parade, you're going to get a Rain on your Parade dog tag. If you get Wonderling, you're going to get a Wonderling dog tag. And the Series 3 has dog tags for the for the pre-orders that will be going out too. And we've heard people say, what about your older games? So we heard you, and we're also going to have on the website, starting on the 10th, Uh, Our classic dog tag collection, it's going to have our first four games, Super Blood Hockey, Pigeon Dev Games collection, uh, Demon Steer Plus and Robot Name Fight, dog tags on a chain for $10. We're going to have that up there. Um, So people can order that and they can wear their collection. Yeah, they're giving these away. Yeah, no, we're, definitely we really check it, it
0: out everybody everybody <laughs> listening you, you got you got to check these out i i have heard glowing reviews for wonderling uh oh. our bu- our buddies at all in i believe were the ones awesome. that that were like all in on that they they loved it um and then i've i i i haven't played any of these but I have heard just fantastic things so it's it's a great this is a great opportunity if you want a physical collector's item and all the swag it comes with i'm just gonna leave links to all of it in the description so you can go (laughs) see for yourself because me describing it or barry and i describing any of us trying to like sell you on it you just got to see it it speaks for itself you just got to see it Mm -hmm. yeah
1: exactly yeah uh well that's that that about covers
0: it unless you have anything else you want to highlight barry
1: um that I mean the only other thing I'll say is for all those that have supported us, uh we appreciate the your patience with Robot Deluxe. Uh those are shipping now. Series three will be shipping out within a week or so. We're like I said we just switched warehouses, so we're working on that. Uh the orders are going out slowly, but we're going out as fast as we we can. And for those that missed, if this is the first time you're hearing about premium edition games. If you want Series 3, if you want Robot Deluxe, stuff like that, um, we do have uh, Second Chance sales coming after Series 4. So it won't go up with Series 4, but after Series 4 ends in June, we will do a Second Chance sale for those that missed it, so you still have your opportunity. Uh, Another thing is if you're at conventions, uh, you can find uh, two of our team members, uh, Josh and Sheena, for Gamers for Gamers, and you can look for their Gamers for Gamers exclusive variants um, so they have Demons here right now. They, we showed off the covers for Series 3. Uh, those will be out soon. Uh, if you purchase one of those at a convention, 20% of the purchase goes to the Gamers for Kids charity. So Gamers for Kids winds up putting in video game consoles, television sets, entertainment sets into group homes, children's group homes, to help those children... You know, develop a love for video games and have some entertainment, and you're pretty much helping the next generation of gamers grow. And for those that can't go to conventions, we will have the series three um, variants going up at a later date. Uh, we'll have some of them on the web page just for you. And again, there that's twenty percent more uh, in price, but that twenty percent goes to the Gamers for Kids charity.
0: Man, it's a rad, it's a rad deal going on over there at Premium premium edition games so uh definitely check them out we'll have links to all this stuff in the description of the episode so you can just quickly quickly jump over there and we'll also have links to barry's pod uh, two podcasts that that you uh, do on gaming so um with that let's let's move to the next news item we got here and i'm excited to talk to you guys about some of these because there's some interesting stuff going on and i think barry's gonna have some really cool perspective on some of these (laughs) Acquisitions, (laughs) Acquisitions, <laughs> yeah, goes on. That's all we could say. <laughs> but first, Reggie's new book, Disrupting the Game, is out now and it looks like it's been selling great. I saw a post out by Reggie Fissamay on Twitter, it had topped charts for, um, I want to say it was entertainment, and uh, that was that was the audiobook. So That's really cool. He's been doing the rounds, doing interviews with IGN and, um, several other spots. So Reggie's, Reggie's making noise, you know, that's always a, that's always a fun time. He's got great stories. Um, there's some really cool stories in the book. Uh, the one that he highlighted in the interview he did with IGN where he convinced, he, he was the one that pushed hard to have Wii Sports. Included as a pack-in game for the Wii, and it actually made Miyamoto very upset. Like he he was not he, Miyamoto was like, we do not give away games for free. <laughs> and Reggie's like, well, wait a second. I've bought I've bought Nintendo systems and gotten free games. I don't know what we're talking about here. No, that's that. <laughs> but but it was one of those things where he pushed hard, and it's a good thing he did because I I would say that Wii Sports was a major selling point for the system. So many people bought it because of Wii Sports, and it made Wii Sports one of the top-selling games of all time. It is still Nintendo's top-selling game of all time. So
3: Does it it count as a top-selling game if you don't actually sell it?
0: Right, but, I mean, people were buying Wii's. So I I think, I think it was a good choice. Would you have bought the Wii if it didn't have a pack in? Yes. But I think there were quite a few people that did buy the Wii because it was like, you are, it already has value. And that's what, that's what Reggie was pushing for. This shows what the system can do. Um, they even tried to convince Reggie to do Wii play in alternatively. And he was like, no. He didn't budge because he saw we play in early development. He's like, no, we sports is where it's at. This is going to be the game changer that
1: sells. I got, the, I got a the lot system. of
3: people talking. About oh yeah. So.
1: What's interesting is if you look after that, they followed it up with Nintendo Land as also like kind of like a tech demo for the Wii U, and the Wii U failed so badly, the Switch is like, oh, we're not going to do anything, and everyone was like, 1-2-Switch should have been included as the back-in, what are you doing? And 1-2-Switch sold horribly because it was a standalone. <laughs> It, it,
0: yeah can you imagine the the in alternate timeline where it was a pack-in i think everyone would talk Once about two switch becomes the new highest selling well one two Nintendo switch Nintendo game but uh, it would <laughs> <because, laughs> just by default um but one two switch i think people would talk a lot more fondly about it if it had been free oh yeah because 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 it was a fantastic tech demo not a $60 game. And this is where, this is where things, like, things get, get iffy here because now we're selling Nintendo Switch Sports as a standalone game. And I know a lot of people that were like, well, Wii Sports was free. This should have been a pack-in. You know, it's hard to say how these things should be valued. But I, I did like Reggie's approach with there should be a pack-in with, with the system. Give it instant value. Yeah, I, I like that. I agree with that. And he just had a lot of really cool thoughts and 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 stories. So uh I I have not checked it out, but this is one I'm very interested in in listening to. So I may I may pick up the audiobook, which I I think he reads himself.
1: Yeah, I think he reads himself.
0: So that would be really fun very to listen cool. to. Yeah. Um next Bit of news, just a, a reminder that summer game mess, I mean, fest, just kidding. <laughs> it's starting June 9th. I, I, tease. It's, it's really cool that, that, um, Jeff Keighley has stepped in to try and fill the void that is left by E3. Um, maybe, maybe a little gloaty about it, <laughs> but, but, uh, it's, it's kicking off June 9th with lots of stuff. And I think it's condensed to, a couple week period as opposed to like a couple month period, like it was the last couple times. So it, that's, that's the part that kicks me is it's, it's just, it's not quite consolidated enough to feel like it's an event. It feels more like, uh, an overarching organized bunch of chain of events, which I guess is what E3 is, but it's so condensed that it's like, I liked it better that way as a, as
1: a consumer but you're not alone i mean this they're gonna start off with the showcase which is what most people are going to watch and then they'll do however many days or weeks of of interviews or special premieres and and the truth is the majority of people won't pay attention until an ign article goes oh new trailer for this and oh i'll just watch that there Mm -hmm. like i'm not going to sit there and watch all of summer game fest uh, because, like you said, uh, it has to be condensed at this point. Like even when Nintendo did the Treehouse during E3, it was three days. It was condensed. You knew what you were getting, and you could pick up and leave whenever you wanted. But you you were one stop shop, not a hundred different events going on. Um, they are also doing the Day of the Devs after, which is kind of cool. That's that's I think Tim Schafer usually does that with Double Fine.
2: Yeah, and, that's uh, that's a fun one.
1: So, so I like cool the stuff. Do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. yeah I, I totally agree. Um are, are you either of you planning on watching the Summer Game Fest? Sounds
1: like I'll you're watch gonna the watch the opening d- short at least the showcase, I'll watch that. Yeah. It and Mike, Micah will the same and Oh, I was
0: gonna say Micah's so just gonna wait for me to watch it. Slash
3: maybe <laughs> be the same. And I might just let other people tell me the cool
0: stuff. Yeah. <laughs> hey, After that. I'll just read the show notes. It'll all be in there, everything I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Well Speaking of show notes, I'm just going to keep on moving down the, the list here. Isn't that a transition? I, what a segue I've got going. I mean, technically, <laughs> yes. All right. This next bit here. This is the big, this is the big story for this week. The Embracer Group enters into an agreement to acquire, I don't know how to pronounce it. Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix Montreal, and a bunch of IP and other assets. Um, for the low, low price of $300 million. Now, I, I say low, low price actually by comparison to a lot of the acquisitions we've seen this last year, uh, between PlayStation, Sony, uh, and Microsoft Xbox. You know, those were in the billion dollar range, like, like billions and billions of dollar range. So to see something like this, this acquisition, some of the things they got in here, I, I, I highlighted some of the stuff that they highlighted in their article uh Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Legacy of Cain, Thief, 14,000 employees, uh among which are 10,000 game developers, 124 internal studios, and they predict their up- upcoming content pipeline includes more than 230 games with 30 triple A games um it's it, it, that is a lot of stuff like they they got wait it's so it's so bizarre to see square enix in here but it's like it's like a sub- subset of square enix uh man uh michael what what, what what were your thoughts when you saw this one
3: well my first thought was well first of so all they wrote when i read about it i it it said Tomb Raider as one word and I was like, what the heck is Tom Brader?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it took
2: me like five seconds to realize oh. it was
3: Tomb Raider. Oh,
0: oh man. It's it's uh it's the like great value brand, Laura Croft. <laughs> he's, yeah, it's Tom, Tom Brader. Brader and <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean it seems like Tomb
3: Raider, at least like a few years ago, seemed to have a, a kind of a resurgence. So I'm kind of surprised to hear that they're selling.
0: <laughs> they did the they did the reboot, and they're like, this didn't work. Still, yeah, I, was like, I, I, thought I it gotta was, get it out. It had done pretty well. It's a big name, right? Like Tomb Raider's yeah. huge. Tomb Tomb Raiders was uh was big when first first released, and even with the re release was uh, was a big deal. So that was pretty crazy. And I, I think Deus Ex, that's a big game as well. These are big IP. Uh, but they're very, the thing I noticed in this is that these are very Western IPs, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's, these are not Square Enix RPGs. And it's, it's interesting to see them sell off a Western studio and a bunch of more Western focused IP. Uh, which doesn't seem like the step that Square Enix was moving. I, I thought that they were focusing more on, actually, no, I'm mixing them up with, uh, just Sony. Sony is moving more Western in general. Uh, see, this is, I'm making the classic (laughs) mistake of grouping Square Enix and Sony together. It's not, that's not how it, yeah, no, (laughs) I refuse. Um, Barry, what, what were your thoughts seeing, seeing this um, acquisition?
1: It seems Square, I thought, was moving in the right direction when they purchased Eidos, and they moved into more Western development um, and let those IPs grow. Um, because I think they did a great job with Tomb Raider, and they, they tried with du- uh, Deuce X. And that seemed to do well. Um, they didn't hit the sales numbers they wanted. Thief did not perform well, unfortunately. And I don't think they did anything with Legacy of Kain, even though they owned it. Um, but it's it's one of those things where Square seemed to have this unrealistic expectations of sales. Like, th- they weren't happy with Tomb Raider sales, so the definitive edition came out of Tomb Raider, like the reboot. And it's like, you sold millions on the 360 and the PS3, and you still weren't, weren't satisfied? Like... I don't know if they just wanted to call the duty numbers with their IPs or what, but they had these unrealistic expectations. And it seems like lately, whoever's in charge of Square is doing everything incorrectly from Marvel's Avengers, which, which should have been great, and it didn't. And Marvel's Avengers uh, failure suffered to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which was great, but didn't get the sales because people thought it was, oh, this is just another Avengers. Then then working with Platinum to do Babylon Fall and then turning that into a Gamester service. So it's crashed and burned oh, spectacularly. Was,
0: I, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah.
1: then, then they just announced, hey, we know you know Final Fantasy VI fans want love. So they released this beautiful terra statue. I don't know if you saw this. They, they mm-hmm. announced yeah, this I beautiful terra statue. statue. Gorgeous. At the low, low price of $12,000 um my guess to recoup some of the uh, babylon fall money uh, i don't know <laughs> i don't know what they're and doing they only got to sell like three of them at it, that price it's, they're it's, gonna sell it to a youtuber who wants to say look i bought this statue for clicks to make money back on it yeah uh,
0: uh they, the- they also just had the there was the big uh news news hubbub with uh Yuji Naka. Coming out and yeah. just just yep. raking Square but, Enix through the coals for the treatment yeah. of Balin Wonderworld.
1: Balin Wonderworld's another case. Uh, Square is really not making a lot of smart business decisions and now they seem to want to get out of out of the Western development and that this was a fire sale. Three hundred million dollars is a lot of money to us. It's not a lot of money to, to a mega corporation. And And, you know, some people say maybe Square wants to be bought out. Some people say Sony. I hope not. I hope they stay independent or if they get bought out, it's by another third party so that games could go everywhere. But I had no idea who this Embracer group was. I was like, who who bought this? Who, like, swept up? And then I looked at what they have and I'm like – they're huge. Like, oh, my God. Where did they come from? They like, came out of the shadows and everyone's talking about, you know, Microsoft with a monopoly and then Sony starting to build a monopoly. And they're just like, hi, guys. Thanks for not paying attention to our monopoly. You know? yeah, I-, I thought maybe I'd just been living under a rock or something. No, they were just like silently there. And what the way I understand it, and I could be wrong, but it seems like this corporation pretty much just buys studios and lets them do whatever they want as long as they're profitable. They're like, look, we have too many things to manage. So you make a game that you like, we'll get it out there, and as long as it turns a profit, you keep doing it because we're making money. And it's not just video
0: games, no. They they own they own a lot. They are dipping into like they they own Asmodee, Micah, uh, the board game
3: oh, yeah. company,
0: which Asmodee is a big is a big name in the board gaming scene. Uh, Dark Horse Comics. Yep. I, uh, I mean. And just tons of games. I like they were formerly THQ Nordic, or they bought. I, I don't think they bought THQ Nordic. I think it kind of merged and became one thing. Yeah. I don't know, but there's like, uh, I, I I I have a number here. I don't remember exactly where I got it. They have eight hundred plus owned franchises. Yeah, that is massive. This is like this is like if walmart all of a sudden just like came out of the shadows like yeah we've been here the whole time like it's it's crazy because i yeah i'm the exact same way i've embracer group also does that not sound like the name of some evil corporation that's going to take over the world trying to sound not super evil yeah (laughs) uh, this sounds like a a dystopian (laughs)
3: future the future
1: (laughs) they have a t-shirt on that says i swear i'm not evil just ask (laughs) (laughs) me
0: It's just it's just a funny like it's just funny. And I think they need a rebrand. Embracer Group not not a not a it, that sounds like an evil villain name. Uh, just just throwing that out. That's right up there with Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Embracer <laughs> Group. Yeah, that's. Uh, but then coming back to what you were saying, a lot of people saying that uh, Squares trim in the fat to try and sell their core company. It. it I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what that. Entails, but it does seem like they are trying to slim down and getting rid of some of that dead weight. Does make them a more appealing purchase?
1: You see, I would think it would be more appealing with with uh, Crystal Dynamics and Eidos and all those IPs, especially at three hundred million. I mean, we're talking Sony and Microsoft are dropping billions of dollars for an extra three hundred million. I'm sure any company would be like, "I would have taken Tomb Raider." What What are you talking about? And yeah. the studios too. I mean. It's not just the IPs that, that are bought. It's the the employees. It's the actual studios. Um, that's that's a lot of talent they just snatched up.
0: Yep, and a, a lot, a lot of of development companies. And and it is interesting to see that they they sort of operate as like yeah, you guys just work independently. You're just under us, and uh, we we just we, get some of the the profits. Yeah, oh, yeah so it, sounds like. It is uh, an interesting behind the scenes monopoly thing happening here. I don't, you know what? I don't like it. I, I, that's I how like I'm, I'm, I'm like going to put their, out there.
1: I like their business model, though, to be honest, because sometimes corporate meddling does some really crappy things. And if a studio is able to create whatever they want freely, um, that can lead to some really good things. As long well, as Well, that possible. doesn't
0: happen, that's rare. Oh, Rare is get it, butchered get it. Rare
1: was butch, yeah. <laughs> it's a really terrible. I knew just joke. where you were going with
0: it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it's it's so true. So I, I mean, on the bright side, for a lot of these, maybe the maybe these game development companies are going to now the the sales of Tomb Raider are going to be good enough. You know, they're not going to be these unrealistic. uh like this needs to sell like Call of Duty like you were like you were exactly. saying uh hopefully hopefully this is better for the developers and the development teams and the small companies within this but i also i also just don't like the, all of the acquisitions we're going it it, it sits uneasy with me uh, in general there's
1: more Sony has announced already that there's more like people said, like, oh, did you buy Bungie because of Microsoft? And they said, No, no, this, this has been in a while for a while like in the works for a while. So <laughs> you haven't
0: seen off. what we've bought in response to Microsoft yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I do sort of hope that uh, Square Enix stays independent though, like 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 Barry said. Because if, if
1: they go anywhere, I hope they go somewhere where they they're allowed to do like Microsoft is allowing games to still go on other platforms. Mm-hmm. Sony will not. Sony would be like like, oh no Final Fantasy 16 is gonna be exclusive and oh bravely default three or bravely third we're, we're gonna make the final you know exclusive version only on PlayStation and yeah. PC but like like oh no you're not like you're not getting that you're screw your relationship that you've had with Nintendo yeah like,
0: that's, that's, that's that's my fear is getting uh, the rug yanked out on a lot of the Nintendo exclusives I mean because we got octopath uh, you got the new live alive all those 2d HD Rug,
1: triangle strategy
0: mm-hmm and uh... You like you said, bravely defaults. Uh, there was that voice of cards,
1: like that square. That, that's on PlayStation as well.
0: Square's doing a bunch of games that were coming to that are coming and were coming to Nintendo. So I'm just hopeful that <laughs> that doesn't go away because I I feel like they're a big third party on the Nintendo Switch, they although. Are. Can we get those Final Fantasy Pixel remasters?
1: Yes. <laughs> like, What's where are those? Them so long? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they haven't sold well enough on mobile. They'll probably sell those off to Embracer Group soon, too. <laughs> you know. Square, Square, listen, I, I give Square a lot of grief, but they have done quite a bit to support the Nintendo Switch. So I, I want to see, see that continue. Yeah, for sure. Well, besides that, um, Embracer Group, if you're looking for another acquisition of 300 million, Nintendo Pals will sell out in a heartbeat. So uh, just reach out. Well, no, just kidding. We we won't sell out for that cheap. We're worth at least one billion. <clears throat> uh, I I would like to sell my half
3: for 150 million, if that's possible.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we just sell
2: Micah.
1: <laughs> Hey, you know <laughs> things like that have happened before. Look at look at how uh, Epic Mickey came out, where they had to trade uh, a newscaster for the rights to Oswald the Rabbit. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird. That was case. so weird,
0: and a weird game. But it was really fun.
1: Uh,
0: that's all we have going tonight in the Nintendo news segment. So why don't we jump over to the next segment of our show and talk a little bit of rumors. That is right. We have just a couple couple small rumors to talk about. Uh, the rumor Pikmin are busy at work looking for for new new things to bring us. Uh, but this week we have one coming from I, I can never pronounce this this uh, news outlet. It's Nikkei, Nikkei, Nikkei Asia uh, reporting that Nintendo Switch shipments may be lowered by ten percent from fiscal twenty twenty one to. 20 million units due to supply chain issues we talked about that at the top of the show there's just a lot going down in the world of shipping so nintendo switch shipments may be lowered and these may be again harder to find i remember we we, there was struggles with the oled those seem like they're back in stock pretty pretty strong everywhere uh but if you're looking to get one for the holidays, shop early. It's a good good note to, to take. Uh, so, not not really too exciting stuff there. Uh, the next little bit of rumor we have is a returning rumor, a recurring rumor that just won't go away. No, we're not talking about the Switch Pro. We're talking about rumors of a Twilight Princess Wind Waker Switch Double Pack are servicing again, uh, and this is... This is from, you know, various sources of people that are like, you know, I know someone inside that knows someone that knows someone. Um, but the report comes from Go Nintendo talking about these rumors coming back to the surface again. How likely do you guys think these, uh, are to come out? A Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, Switch double pack. What are your thoughts, Barry?
1: I mean, we've been predicting this for a while—whether it's a double pack or each individual. Uh, I think those seem to be—you uh, know—they've always been safe, you know, safe to assume. And obviously, they've never come to fruition. But with Breath of the Wild 2 being delayed, and Nintendo stating they want a Zelda game every year, um, and they've delivered a Zelda game every year. In fact, one year they delivered two because of Cadence of Hyrule. Um, there's nothing slated for this year so what better time than june to be like oh yeah for the second half we've you know we don't have breath of the wild but we're finally going to give you these because they're easy ports uh let's do it and we have all these other wii u ports so mm-hmm. why not yeah so i think it's a safe assumption uh but knowing nintendo they could just at the same time be like you thought you were getting them no instead you're going to get the oracle games done in the Links awakening uh engine and i would be totally happy with that too
0: <laughs> yeah i saw actually a lot uh we, we had a lot of chatter on our discord on this specific rumor going like oh i wish that they would do another lynx awakening remake for like oracle or minish cap it's like yeah that, th- there's there's a lot of want for that as well people are like i don't want to see those two again but uh I wouldn't mind. I'm am okay with Twilight Princess. I wouldn't mind. Mean. Yeah, <laughs> any Zelda is good Zelda for me. <laughs> Micah, what are your, what are your thoughts? You think think this is coming? Nah, I think we've. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I feel like it, partially just
3: because we've heard about it too many times, I've become a cynic.
0: Yeah, you know, like, you know what's going happen. Like, it's going to be something like the Switch Pro, which turned out to be the Switch OLED. We're going to get like. It's not gonna be Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. It's gonna be like saw uh, It's gonna be Link's crossbow training or something like that. <laughs> like, even better. Yeah, <laughs> Link's crossbow training remake. Uh, How about if they do the Zelda C D I trilogy chains
1: Oh gosh, nice. it, would, it,
0: would, it would sell. It I would. would.
1: I would love it. People uh, would buy I it
0: would. for the for the memes. I think. Yeah. Uh. So. I think I'm still on board. I think these are coming. It doesn't make sense for them to leave them on the Wii U. Uh, it's easy money, and Nintendo won't turn down easy money. They resell uh, us.
1: Beg to differ. <laughs> they, they seem to do that <laughs> sometimes.
2: <laughs> Did you not they,
1: notice how much we had to beg for Xenoblade? Did you not remember Operation Rainfall? Oh,
0: oh, I do remember that. Yeah. No, but when what, it comes what? to Mario and Zelda, you know, oh really.
1: What what, what about Mario Kart 8 and and Hyrule Warriors limited editions, limited to 500 only for the entire uh, North American continent, only sold in New York? Because North American people do not like Mario Kart or Zelda.
0: (laughs) Or special editions, apparently. Or special
1: editions. Yeah. Okay, okay. I take back. I'll I'll
2: backtrack.
0: (laughs) Bad statement. Bad statement. (laughs) Uh, But every other game... Has come. Like, there are very few Wii U games left that have not been ported to the Switch. And every one that gets ported quadruples its sales. Like, it, it, and so these aren't like crazy difficult ports either. I, I don't think, I don't know a lot of what goes on behind the scenes, but from a technical standpoint, they seem like it, w- it wouldn't be too hard. I imagine they're done, you know, and they're just waiting on when to release them but here's my here's my take. It is not gonna be a double pack. Quit dreaming people. there's no way there's no way they're gonna sell these as a double pack. It's gonna be two separate things uh maybe well, one at a now, time.
1: How would you feel if they did it two separate things? but if you bought them together, you got a slip case that you also fit like Skyward Sword and maybe a few other games.
0: I would, I would buy that in a heartbeat. I don't think they're doing that either. That's a, that's a thing. <laughs> that's easy money too. Yes. How would you feel as if you could buy them separately,
3: but if you bought them together, it actually costs one penny more.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, that's Pokemon. We're not talking about Pokemon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I don't know why. That
3: drives me absolutely insane. <laughs> it actually like, technically costs more. I think they uh, might have changed that at some point. So it's yeah, now. Actually, it's like 98
0: cents. I, I do not believe that these are coming in a double pack. I, I think that's just wishful thinking. I, I want, I would love it. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. It's my, my prediction. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, back to like the trying to do one
3: uh, Zelda game a year. I mean, unless they were kind of planning a new kind of a while ago, they were going to be delaying Breath of the Wild 2. I don't know if they would unless like you said, Andros, so they just have it done somewhere and they're just waiting for a good time to release it yeah i mean i'm i i imagine it it seems like they would have to rush it pretty hard to actually get it out this year
1: well you know what i want to know is breath of the wild launched you know in march 2017 but we all know it was done prior to that and it was delayed for the switch launch because it was done for the wii u the team has been working on the next Zelda since. That Zelda team's been working on Breath of the Wild 2. And they have the Breath of the Wild engine to work with. (laughs) They have that Hyrule. That's already built. It's a great starting point. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Monolith Soft launched Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in 2017 as well, but in December, the end of the year, followed a full year of updates for the for that game with the the uh season pass and a brand new game with torna in 2018 then in 2020 put out xenoblade chronicles definitive edition which could have been another part of them working on it and now in 2022 have xenoblade chronicles 3 coming out in just a short few months and Monolith Soft has helped on other games as well, including Breath of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> what is that team doing? How could Monolith put out all this great open-world, beautiful or art- epic RPGs in a shorter amount of time than the Zelda team can get a sequel? Look, Majora's Mask was done in two years, and that was just running off the of time engine. How come we're waiting you know, five, six years now for, <laughs> for Breath of the Wild 2?
3: I, I, I don't know how to break this to you, but games have gone... A little more
0: complex since majority. Oh, of Mask. course, but, <laughs> but 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 but, but that, yeah. But even uh, if yeah. you take that out, the Xenoblade thing, the Xenoblade. Uh, Monolith Soft's games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they seem to be just like pumping things. Monolith Soft is putting everybody to shame right now. It's well, interesting.
3: What if Xenoblade Three is terrible? I it's doubt like it. Three hours <laughs> <laughs> to beat.
0: Keep in no mind, no way. There's absolutely <laughs> no way <laughs> Xenoblade will be three There's hours. Single side quest. And
3: We've seen like, all the cutscenes you know, in the, the trailer right? already. It yeah, it
1: does. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> keep in mind. Also, definitive edition also had future connected, a brand new you you know game using yep. you know a, a lost lost forgotten uh, area that wasn't used. So they were able to even do that. And yes, I, I do believe Monolith Soft is comprised of three teams: the main team, the side team that did definitive edition, and then a third team that helps out. But still, even the main team went from 2018 to 2022 to put out Xenoblade Three. And how come Nintendo's Zelda team can't go from 2016 well, to 2022 with Breath of the Wild 2 using that engine? Well, this yeah, game.
3: Well, that's because they never developed Zelda quickly. I mean, Plus, this game when has did to they be when did
1: they really start on Breath of the Wild Two? Because they, they did have they,
3: like the they, champions. Yeah, they did. The they DLC. did do the DLC yeah. afterwards. But the
1: DLC, but the DLC was like so minor. Like, it was such a disappointment. They had one new dungeon, but we all wanted to see more, like behind the but scenes. Has, they had more than what? They no. had some more shrines and things, didn't they? They had a couple of more shrines and one major like dungeon and the Plus whole sword, the Trial of the Sword.
0: I didn't even talk about that. I played that this
1: week as well. My goodness, yeah, Trial of the Swords. The Trials of, again, those are small modes. Though. Yeah, but well, let's, some let's more, take that some into more memories. But for, isn't
0: let, isn't the uh, isn't Breath of the Wild 2 I I feel like I heard somewhere that Breath of the Wild two was essentially like we wanted to do more DLC, but then it just it's became too yeah. big, too big an and it's become. That's what I'd heard. It, that's what yeah. I'd heard as well. But now, I mean, now that it's been such a long time, as Bear points out, the gap. It's like. This can't just be like uh, an overdeveloped DLC to Breath of the Wild. This is this is this has to be huge. This is as much time between um, Skyward Sword and and Breath of the Wild. You know, like well, not quite as long, but we're getting to that point. You know,
1: well, hear me out. What if the game's already done? And they're just holding out for the Switch 2, and they plan the Switch 2 in 2023, and they're going to do a simultaneous launch (laughs) because they did it with Twilight and they did it with Breath of the Wild. So, what's to say they won't do it again?
0: (laughs) <laughs> that needs to. They, that
1: needs to the, never the, happen. Look, they've again. done it. They've done it twice now. So what's to stop them from doing it a third time?
0: Listen, the the real <laughs> thing here, Mary, <really>, is that <laughs> Breath of the Wild three is going to be the cross platform watch, right up there with <laughs> Metroid <laughs> Prime four.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I I yeah, I really don't know. I was I was blown away when it did not come this year. Like honestly, I was shocked. I expected it. I, I know it. so many people did, but I was like, I don't, th- how? It's, it, all those points you made. It's the same engine. It's, it, I mean, the, t- it's the timing is right. I mean, granted, there was a pandemic in the middle of that, but Monolith Soft is doing just fine. Yep. Plus, it seemed like your little brother. Why can't you be like your brother? It's coming
1: along just fine. (laughs) That's That's a terrible, terrible. (laughs) At least Metroid Prime 4, you know, we knew it got restarted, so I was like, all right.
3: But then we haven't heard anything in like 1,200 days. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Who's counting? Mike is counting. They're hiring They told us about it, and then like two years later, they're like, we're restarting. And then like four years later, we haven't heard anything. Yeah. We only metroid dread
1: yeah, so that's true. Metro Dread. <clears throat> We've
0: got Skyward Sword.
1: Yeah, we got Skyward Sword HD for the anniversary. I, yay, I, I, yeah, I'm... I'm,
0: I'm <laughs> Micah Mike, Mike makes a good point though. If they they had to have known they were delaying it. Oh yeah. To have Twilight Princess and Wind Waker coming this year, because that would have been the planned Zelda thing this year. But I, I'm wondering if it's just a swap in the year cycle. Like they, the Wind Waker, Twilight Princess was planned for next year, uh, as
1: yeah, as I'll a be.
0: closeout for uh, towards the end because we're we're a little over halfway through the life cycle of the switch according to the vague (laughs) comments made by (laughs) nintendo executives so i imagine they don't want to wait too long on doing that so so i i believe that they're coming and they are if they are not coming this year then they would have been coming next year and i don't think they'll release them the same year as breath of the wild 2 they don't want to overload it. They they want that will kill the sales the the sales.
1: Just What too, they'll too do much. at E3, at the E3 direct is they will show off a new trailer for Breath of the Wild 2 to get hyped. And they say and well it's not coming here, here's your consolation prize and they're going to give us that. Yeah. Or even
3: better, in Breath of the Wild 2 they have Wind Waker link and it's a crossover.
1: <laughs> Keep dreaming, Micah. <laughs> no, that's not happening. Hey, you know what? That could be another two pack: Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks.
0: Ah, yes. I would. I would be down for that. I actually, I actually really enjoy both those games. Uh, Same. I, How
1: about uh, Four Swords Adventures or Four Swords: The Anniversary Edition with Four Swords Adventures? Because. The anniversary yes. edition you can't download anymore. That is that I is know. literally lost. I, I have it. I I have
0: a rare gem with that one, and it is a great game. It's really it fun. Great. Uh there's also I've I've always wanted them to port over uh Link Between Worlds. I think would yes, be would known. be a really great one to port over. And they were doing some so three D S ports. Is. Try force heroes. That one doesn't necessarily have to, but it could. But
1: it could, it could go in a 3-pack with four swords and four
0: swords adventure. Right, like the 3DS collection, like the Mario 3D collection, something like yeah. that. Like the Zelda multiplayer collection. Yeah, that would be really cool. That would be super cool. But I I don't know. I feel like I feel like all this stuff I, we said money on the table. I feel like all this <laughs> stuff is just going to be left there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah but twilight princess and wind waker i feel strongly those are coming
1: well, i guess we'll see I, th- I think you're right though i think they're coming this year
0: well that that's all we got going in the rumor mill this week thanks to all the little pikmin that we send out every each and every week to bring us back rumors <laughs> and uh let's move over to the last segment of our show ah, no this isn't the last segment anymore we added a new segment. I f- forgot about that. But we have we have community corners. Let's let let's just go to the community corner. <laughs> oh my goodness! We swear we're professionals. I have I sw- done this show how many episodes? <laughs> well, li- listen, Barry's at two fifty. If I can if I can make it to that, then I'll <laughs> have made it to the professional then, level. Then you'll be a professional. Uh, we have several questions that we got in the community corner this week. Um. The first one being from Hunter of the Guild on YouTube, who asks, Hey there, Nintendo pals. I was wondering, what are the different ways I could submit a community question? That's a fantastic question to lead with. If you would like to leave a question or topic for us to talk about on the show, you can do that by reaching out to any of our social media channels. We see almost everything. Uh, you can leave a comment on our YouTube channel and on any of the podcast episodes. You can tag us on Twitter, or respond to a tweet with a question. You can send us a DM on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can shoot us an email, NintendoPalsPodcast at gmail.com. But the easiest way, and probably the way we get the most questions, is uh, through joining up the Discord and posting in the hashtag Community Corner channel. Uh, and that's that's where... where the rest of our questions this week came from so yeah th- th- those are the many ways we will find a way to answer your question uh there's tons of channels links to all that stuff is in the description am i missing anything micah i think so you got it we also do have a question section for listeners on spotify uh and we have received a question through that before as well so yeah the, you know Send us smoke signals. I'm sure we'll find it. You know, like get get it, get us those questions. We love we love to talk. Yeah, <laughs> we love to talk in the community corner on topics that are submitted by listeners, like this one from Kid Fiasco. Question: Do you guys expect for there to be more N64 games added to NSO besides the ones announced? And what direction do you guys think it will head towards in the future? More DLCs or different console emulations? Uh, we actually have a second question that deals with the uh, what what systems do we want to come to NSO. So we'll we'll answer that in in a, in a future question. But do you guys th- do you guys think there's going to be more to the N64 beyond what's been announced?
1: Uh, absolutely. There was a wasn't there a leaked document that showed like. Uh, so many like numbered mm-hmm. uh, N64 ROMs, and there was blanks, and there was enough blanks to fill in with other games. So yeah, absolutely, that would be terrible if they're like, "This is all you're getting. Thanks for paying us extra." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. How many? How many of the games they like initially
3: announced have come out for N64?
0: I know we're still missing Kirby and the Crystal Shards, and that the, might, the Majerus,
1: I say. yeah, I think that's it.
0: That might be it. Actually, we're just missing Kirby. So they
1: just should be getting some sort of announcement. No, they I'm did. D- did they
0: thing. show Mario Party as well.
1: No, they didn't show Mario Party. But the document had three spaces in yes. between two other Mario games. That's right. Where Mario Party one, two, and three would fit in. Perfectly. There was
0: there was also a space for Wave Race. I remember that, mm-hmm. they, they were like, "This looks like it would
1: be Wave Race." Uh,
0: I think that there will be more Pokemon Snap. Has that come? That hasn't come yet. That was in the original announcement. Pokemon, the original I, I, Pokemon Snap.
1: I think uh, you're gonna actually it might have actually come out. Um, the original Pokemon Snap. Um,
0: I don't think so. I, think, I don't think it. Has
1: I think yet. you're gonna get every Nintendo first party published game mm-hmm. uh, outside of maybe the rare ones, but maybe we'll get them since Banjo Kazooie's there, right? And then select third party titles. I'd love to see games like Mischief Makers and Hybrid Heaven and Ogre Battle '64. Uh, you know battle 64 there. would be so cool
0: a lot of those so games cool. are so hard to get now too so to have a way yeah. to play them would be very cool because they're really pricey hard to hard to track down and find
1: yeah um, Marvus moon 64 come on bring it on yeah that would that would do very well right. how many
0: how many animal crossing copies have you sold Nintendo Just give <laughs> more games like that
1: it's not hey, how about, not rocket science. How about the N64 version of Animal Crossing? That was Japanese, but say hey, you know, they did send in punishment. Why not throw that in there? That was Animal Crossing was N64 game. What they won't, but that would
0: be <laughs> so cool. I know. I'm I'm like I'm such a downer on what Nintendo will do. I'm like there's no way. There's no way. I have no hope of that. Hey, if you, it's a smart business decision hey, they're not going to do. You Pikachu it. maybe? <laughs> hey, you Pikachu would be one cool. One can hope. Pokemon How Stadium? I don't know how
1: you would do how peek you Pikachu. There's no mic, so use <laughs> <laughs> button commands. He probably listens better. That type <laughs> you type, type it out. You type it out.
0: What What do you think, Micah? Are, we're getting more. Did I already yeah, ask so you? I, I, I think, think I we'll going. get get some more,
3: unless yeah. they decide to come out with the the GameCube. But how, how about more? Don't more, see
0: that happening. How about more DLC? I think yes. That seems to be the strategy they're going with. Mm-hmm. Uh, any new oh, yeah. any new game that's coming with a paid DLC will... It'll be bundled into the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. So, I mean, already that has... If if you were going to pick up that DLC, uh, that has more than paid for itself for your subscription. So
1: You're going to see Breath of the Wild probably come out when Breath of the Wild 2 ever comes out. You'll probably see Xenoblade Chronicles 2... Uh, launch the, the and maybe even Torna with Xenoblade Three. You might see uh, the first Fighter Pass for Smash Brothers to get more interest back in there for those that didn't get the first Fighter Pass. Oh, you'll see be, older DLC. That no would short. be crazy.
0: I don't. I don't know if they do the Fighter Pass, but that would be very cool.
1: Fire Emblem Three Houses, I think, had DLC. You could mm. you know, do that. Um, you, you'll see them strategically. Like they're doing Splatoon two, they just added because they were talking about Splatoon three. Get people right. ready. Get... So they'll use it as a an extra way of advertising and getting people hyped for a new game coming out. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That that makes sense. And and they'll they'll plan it strategically like they
0: did with Splatoon a few months prior, so it's not Mm -hmm. overlapping. So you're like, hey, get hyped for Splatoon three. By the way, here's a sale on Splatoon two. By the way, DLC's free for expansion pack members. It's I mean it's it's a it's a fire sale. Like like get it (laughs) out. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for the question, Kid Fiasco. We'll we'll address the second part uh at the end here. We have another question from Preston Magnificent that asks similar. Uh next question comes from Nintendan, awesome username, by the way, brand new to Discord, uh, says, I've been playing RPGs since the SNES, and I have always just played the three main characters, or like, whatever, the, the three main characters that picks, and nobody else, until Final Fantasy VII. There, I discovered that at the Sephiroth battle, I had to fight with everyone, and none of them were ready. It's been hard for me to play RPGs because of that. And my question is, when you play RPGs, do you only play with the same three characters or do you switch out the characters and try and level up everybody equally? And it says, thanks for the amazing podcast. Thank you for the question, Nintendan. Uh, I'm, I'm going to toss this one to Micah first because Micah's the the RPG guy among the two of us. So
3: uh, I generally level up the people I like. In fact, in the earlier when I was younger and I played Pokemon games, I would essentially just have my one beefcake Pokemon that I would use to wipe everyone out with and everyone all my other Pokemon would be like low levels and they'd be for there for the HMs to like cut trees down and stuff
0: <laughs> That's interesting. that is not how I played Pokemon. I, but, I, I leveled yeah. up I leveled up almost everything equally, but my starter was always a little bit higher because he's my favorite. So I would always have like
3: more recently. I I've been a little different. I usually level up like four or so.
0: But in that in that game, I mean, it is pick your six favorite. Those are the ones that are leveling up. Everything else is going to stay in the PC. uh, Yeah, and you're not going to have at the at the final battle all of your Pokemon come out from the PC like against Sephiroth.
3: They're all just getting annihilated because they're <laughs> a level like seven. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the zerg mentality you were doing before.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mean, it would, I mean, it would be a little
0: useful. At least they use up all your uh, opponent's uh, moves. Yeah. Barry, how about you? Uh, what, what's your style for playing RPGs uh, and leveling up?
1: <laughs> that depends on the RPG. I mean, some, some RPGs, you only have a main cast and you don't have any reserve cast. Um I'm a big fan of XP share. I know like in Pokemon, some purists are like, no, I want to constantly switch out and waste more of my life. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm fine with just killing it and everybody getting experience. And that's fine. Uh, I don't have the time to sit there and grind everything to level hundred. Like, no, mm-hmm. thank you. So I like it in RPGs. When, even if you do have a back cast, they get experience, even if it's a little bit less. Uh, and some, sometimes I will use primary ones. Uh, like in persona five Royal, I, Mainly used a set uh, group because they had the right elements to usually be able to break any any of the uh, FOS, and it worked well for me. But because everyone gained a little experience, if I had to switch or the story put other characters, you know, in play, I was fine. Um, I'm I I like to play who I feel comfortable with and who who works in an RPG, and and when you have to switch it out, like I remember doing Final Fantasy X. God, two decades ago, I like feel old. Um, you know, that was one of those where I would literally start the battle with my like the three that I liked least, and then my first turn would just switch out to my main three and then attack. And I would do that every battle to level everyone up, and it was such a time waster that I prefer now when when we do get the XP share. But again, it depends on the RPG. Uh, You know, I like when RPGs force you into scenarios where you do have to use everybody um, because you might discover that somebody else is really good and you just didn't give them a chance because they weren't part of your starting roster. And uh, if, you know, you talk about Final Fantasy VII with Sephiroth, play Final Fantasy VI. That has a much bigger cast and also you have to use everybody all the time. Like this scenario will call for you to use specific characters.
3: I, I feel like sometimes it's hard to like you get a new character
1: but you're already so attached
3: to your party the way it is it's sometimes hard to swap someone out for a new character.
0: Yeah. Um I I I don't know it, it really depends on the game. Uh like the strategy I I I'll take because for me, I, I'm not a huge fan of having these massive sidecasts, you know? Like, it's there's just so many to pick from. Uh, but a lot of games, like, flaunt that as being, like, a big deal. Like, you can play the game very differently depending on who you pick, which is cool. But I almost wish that a lot of those decisions were made up front. I kind of like the way Divinity... Uh, we played Divinity Original Sin 2, which has... Uh, for the main cast, I think there's like six potential characters, and you can only have four. remember, I can. I can there's only
3: think of four of them off the top of my two head.
0: two human characters: the elf, the lizard, uh, the skeleton. The
3: second human character. I can just think of
0: the one: the bow guy, and then the possessed lady.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about. So, the there, were there
0: only five? Who am I missing? No, there's also uh, the dwarf. So there there are six. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and and you can only have a party of four. And if you make a custom character, that fills that slot. Um, which I don't recommend. If you play that game, play as one of the uh, non-custom characters. And they do a similar thing with he Baldur's Gate. Story stuff. Yeah, they do a similar thing with Baldur's Gate three. Although they do take a side spot in your party if you want. I I like not having to make. Like you make the decision and and it's done and you don't have to worry about trying to keep the whole party up to date. I would rather do. I, I know this is it, it is a time sucker, but I would rather do a subsequent subsequent playthrough with a different cast mm. than be constantly swapping in the middle. Or yeah. just make it like like Xenoblade looks like they're going to be doing with Xenoblade Three. Just make them all active all. in in the thing at the same time so like you're not going to have characters on the sidelines it's going to be a party of six seven eight i think
1: seven or something like that yeah
0: it's just like seven seven people in the party and they're all on the battlefield at once that's a lot to manage i get why awesome. i get why some games don't want to do that it'll overwhelm the players but if you're gonna have that many characters and you don't want to encourage multiple playthroughs that's the way to do it my opinion.
1: See, I also I also like uh, systems like uh, Trails of Cold Steel, where they give you a large cast of nine characters, and you're like, oh my god, that's nine characters. But then each chapter puts you on an assignment with only three to four of those characters, usually, or, or four to five of those characters. So you are limited for that chapter to only use those. But right, the other yeah. characters that are on their other, their field trip, they will level too so when you come back and you know in the intermingle sections everyone's leveled so when you go off with new characters in the next chapter uh and some it's a mix and match you they're leveled so you're not under leveled and then at the end when it's the end of the game it's like all right you have everybody here pick who you want pick your favorites but you've had time to play with all of them and you don't have to worry about leveling because if you grind they're all grouping you know, grind it up. Yeah. That,
0: not in your party. That's a great system right there. And like you said, XP share alleviates a lot of the issues I have with it. Um, but I, I, like, I, I like the story element of having lots of characters. So mm-hmm. it's, it's fun. Um, I'm, we have our, our buddy Mark, who's one of the co-hosts over at Nintendo cartridge society is currently playing through um, dragon quest 11 On the Switch, and and that's another one where it's like Mm -hmm. a huge party. There's a big game event in the middle, and it resets, and you start. You basically have to regather the party, and you play with different characters. It's that has a lot of that in it as well. So I,
3: I feel like sounds like sounds like some of us are just too indecisive. We're like we don't want to make the decisions to change up the party. Make yeah. me change up the party, <laughs> and then I'll have a good time.
2: Uh, but
3: it's kind of true. I, I mean, I definitely kind of fall into that category.
0: I, am, I am I'm definitely that but, way.
3: But uh, XCOM X- helped me uh, spread out my experiencing or grinding on characters. Yeah, that's because they
0: permanently having killed your, the like,
3: ones you liked. Yeah, having your core <laughs> group that you just like get really beefy and spend all your time leveling up is all fun in games until they all get wiped (laughs) and everyone else has been on like one mission has no idea what they're doing
0: and they're useless oh so true (laughs) it's so true man that's 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 a good good example thanks so much for the question Attendan. i I hope i hope that was a, a good answer uh and yeah i uh sad to hear that sephiroth Sephiroth was uh outmatching your party in that <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven <VII> experience. <laughs> Hopefully they fix that in the remake, you know, the one that'll come out in another ten years. By the time <laughs> by the time they get to the end of Final Provided Fantasy. Provided Square
1: Enix still exists as a company if they don't sell off first. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Look forward to the Embracer Group Final Fantasy Seven <laughs> Part ten. Uh Thanks so much for the question. The last question we have comes from Presto the Magnificent. He asks, what other consoles would you want to come to NSO that aren't already on there? For me personally, I would want GameCube games. Um, Mike, I can see you nodding in agreement. I, I figured, figured uh, GameCube yeah, would be good for you. Essentially
3: the greatest game console ever made coming yeah. to NSO. Sounds fantastic.
0: Why have we not seen GameCube come back uh, in any way? I, is it still too new on the Wii U? Like I would have thought, may, maybe it was the t- it was time to like start bringing some games
1: over. Because if they did it, then they couldn't put Twilight Princess HD on the system because they'll give you Twilight Princess GameCube version. Is instead. that where the barrier? <laughs> yeah,
0: is that where the barrier is? They're like, okay, well, the GameCube <laughs> games are good enough that we can
3: HDify like them. Potentially yeah, sell those still. <laughs>
1: Um, no, I, I think that's a good question. Uh, I think the safe answer probably comes from the leaks of Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Um, those definitely seem like the safe, like they'll probably announce Game Boy, Game Boy Color for standard NSO and Game Boy Advance for expansion packs. Yeah. Um, what I would like to see, <clears throat> thanks to Sega Genesis, it now makes it so we don't have to stick with Nintendo because Sega Genesis broke the pattern. Which means I would love to see Neo Geo, TurboGrafx-16, you know, Master System, Saturn. I would love to see Saturn. Um, I'd love to see things that people aren't expecting. Dreamcast.
2: Dreamcast. (laughs) So,
1: again, Dreamcast falls into the possibly too new category. Yeah. But, like, even stuff like 3DO, you know, like, get stuff out there that people are just, like, not talking about. Because that gets people question oh well it's, i'm curious i never had a 3do what what games are out there let me check it out let's see what's there i've never even heard of a 3do <laughs> really oh my I,
0: it might have started into the gaming scene your first console was the genesis right yeah but the yeah. 3DO came after the genesis and,
3: and then uh, the gamecube
0: yeah 3DO so there was 94 there, there was a gap there where where
3: not gonna lie what? i hadn't heard of like half of the things you said
1: oh wow um you know with the genesis you could do sega cd and 32x as well um you could throw those things on it like there's so many great consoles yeah i've never i've never played the 3do but
0: that would be that would be a cool one to see some stuff come over
1: yeah and then if you do you know if if game boys anything and you want to do handhelds you got game gear of course you you know you you've got other weird quirky handhelds that they could Say let's bring on let's let's go for these these things the Neo Geo Pocket Color I mean there's the the collections but they could throw that stuff on there Neo Geo CD uh, there's just so many and they can even go to Atari let's let's throw you know Atari eight bit you know don't there, worry I've heard of that one. oh good <laughs> uh, you know there's this it depends really where like how crazy they want to get with the licenses yeah and how how big of a library they want to do I mean obviously with every console they add. That usually means it's going to be harder to, for them to put out more games for the older systems that are out there unless each new console gets its own team and this is nintendo they're probably not doing that it's probably the same team that was managing nes and snes is also managing n64 and genesis which means they'll also be managing whatever system and they're probably listening to this going no we can't handle that we're going to give us a heart attack no um but if nintendo was smart they would give a new they would give a different team per system and let that team work on getting games and that would get every system equal you know, games coming out, or at least more frequently. Yeah. And I think people would like that better.
0: Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my answer into the ring here. I think it would be very cool to get DS games. I, mm-hmm. I, I would love to see those somehow work. I know a lot of those are very touchscreen dependent, but, um, but the ones that aren't, you know, like I've, I've seen a lot of emulators that do Pokemon games. And because the second screen basically is just a menu, they just map that to a button that you can swap between the two as needed. Um, and I think that's very workable. So there's there some you, really great titles on the DS that would did
2: be. Did you
1: play the uh, Mega Man ZX? Uh, and zero collection. I, I didn't, but that would be really but cool. Z, we get some, but it's there. Z, they're there. They're yeah. that's on the Switch. So they were able to do the ZX and ZX Advent, which are DS games, and they had a second screen pop.
0: Oh, up. oh, I didn't, I didn't know that they were out on yeah, the Switch. Yeah, that's... They're, they're
1: on the Switch. Um, oh. so that that's an example of them doing it. One other console I forgot to mention, and I would love to see the most is Virtual Boy. Let's let the Virtual yeah! Boy, live again because the Virtual Boy is awesome.
0: There's not that many games on it, and and in the US. And you know, Labo VR support. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> like it would, it, I don't know. It would just be re- that would be really cool, a cool piece of history.
1: Uh, None I, of those games have ever been ported either. Yeah,
0: maybe they don't have them anymore. <laughs> those are those are gone. But Nintendo does a great job of keeping everything. You know, they have a, an amazing archive system. So I'm sure, I'm sure it's doable. Uh, and then there's, I I I don't know if this really counts, but there's there's a lot of WiiWare exclusives mm. that would be really cool to see come over yes so just like an nso we wear app that just has those like small like one-off games this is like before you know before the wii u where it had like the just which a lot of these were on the wii u as well but then we come to the switch where it's just an indie machine i mean the eShop is super f- flowing with stuff we wear did not have that much but what it did have was some really unique and cool ideas. There were some great games in that. Well, I, would, I agree. I that.
1: Especially because you can't download them anymore. So right. they're lost to time. And that's my thought process
0: with the DS as well. Uh, as, as the 3DS and Wii U shut down, there there were games that were on the Wii U that were DS games like Phantom Hourglass and uh, Spirit Tracks. You could almost get the entire you, you can get the entire mainline zelda collection on the wii u um in some fashion uh yeah i was gonna say except for breath of the wild but then i'm like well wait no you can get breath of the wild too uh so like that's really cool i'd love to see that sort of capability for the switch the switch should just have everything like that would be so cool this should be the 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 system to end all systems
1: now what if they're not going to do it but they're going to do it with the switch 2 and that's going to be one of the launch features you'll have everything well i'll with be buying the it anyway so yeah <laughs> let's go let's go <laughs> hey yeah. wait did they what was because the slogan Switch does, ultimate was it was it playstation it does everything was that was that the ps3 one of the game slogans was it does everything
0: it does everything
1: i think is that xbox one it might have been Xbox One because that was
0: the one where they were like, "This yeah. can be a home entertainment it might have been system." Xbox
1: one. But like that, that's what they could do. It does everything. and just have all these old consoles. It's, and it's on top of backwards compatible to switch. Yeah, they do
0: every. Everyone is here, like they did for Smash yeah. Bros. But it's just, but it's with retro consoles. They're like on Super World Nintendo, Store. and yeah, it's like everyone <laughs> is here. Oh man! <laughs> oh, retro gamers would lose their minds. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like that would just be that would be very cool. I, I would be I would be all for that. 100% I love it I'm getting them images now <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to have put that Into the universe because now we will All You'll want something we can't have Presto the <laughs> Magnificent thank you so much For the question thanks to everybody Who submitted questions this week let's quickly Move to the last segment Of our show here we have a fun one to Talk about and we're, we're going Late here so we'll kind of breeze through this but let's Talk up uh, the pal Topic <laughs> And in today's PAL topic, we are going to be talking about pedometers, walking, and Nintendo's interesting relationship with and joy in walking. Uh, so we had, we had, we, we uh, were talking a little bit about this before the show, and Barry actually brought to light that there was a pedometer prior to what I had in my notes as the first. Um, actually, two, because I swapped the order on some. The very first pedometer, uh, and there may have been, there may have been some prior to this that we're completely forgetting. I don't, I don't think so, though. Uh, is Pokemon Pikachu, which is like, the little Pikachu Tamagotchi toy from the '90s, and that released March 27th, uh, 1998. It looks like a little miniature Game Boy, and you you raise a little Pikachu, and it, it it's a step counter. <laughs> I didn't have one of these, Barry. Did you have one have one of these back in the day? I didn't have one back in the day, but I do now. Oh, you do now? Okay, no, wow. <laughs> that's cool uh Micah, did you do you remember this Did you have one of these uh, nope, I do not It's do not, not sitting in one these. of those many game buckets that you have around your desk. <laughs> like it has like all everything you got we speak <laughs> it's like oh yeah, it's in here in no, this not in it's, here It's like the Mary poppins bag of of retro gaming gear. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this is, this marks the first, the first step (laughs) into Nintendo's, Nintendo's foray into the blended world. It's, it's sort of, I don't know what we'd call this. It's not really, it's kind of augmented reality. It is a gaming app feature that mixes in real world activity and you wouldn't, this would lay dormant after this one off here, uh. Until we get personal trainer walking for the uh, Nintendo DS,
1: not exactly dormant. Uh, they they did use the po- Pokemon Pikachu multiple times. So there was the Pokemon Pikachu, and then there was the sequel Pokemon Pikachu Two. Pokemon or, Pikachu Two, yes. yes. But then they in, in Japan, Nintendo also used it two more times with the Pocket Hello Kitty. Which was only released in Japan, and uh, you know it was the same kind of thing, but with Hello Kitty. But it was using the exact same shell as uh, as the Pocket Pikachu, and then also the Pocket Sakura, which was only in Japan, which was a tie-in with with Sega, actually. And uh, that was also put out. Those are all like '98 era. '98 like, era, yeah, yeah. So
0: let that sit for uh, let that sit for like. A decade. <laughs> and then and, and they're like, hey, that was pretty cool. Let's do it again. Well, actually, this, this comes at an interesting time. Um, we're in the touch generation, in the generation that is appealing very much to a casual gaming market. And we get this game, Personal Trainer Walking, which featured I, – I saw this. I remember seeing this on the shelf and being like, that's really cool, but I don't know if it's worth – Picking up because it's it's a pedometer. Uh, I had a pedometer. I had a pedometer in like the mid two thousands that my my parents got for me. My my dad was like, "This is super cool. You should try and go for this many steps a day." And it it was like a way to gamify being active. And um, it, I think it had on it like go for this amount, and you just just walk around. Uh, but Nintendo's taking that concept of gamifying, putting a score. To something that you do that's healthy and taking it a step further and making it a game and that's what personal trainer walking was supposed to be uh, i don't know too much about this game i did not have it or play it i just remember seeing it on the shelves and i love me games switch sports I, like i love any game featuring me so i was really i i thought that was i i thought it was cool uh either of you guys play this one <laughs> I haven't played it. I haven't. You do have Barry has everything though. So, like <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what I did play was what came after this, and <clears throat> the uh, th- I, I, I'm, I'm trying to find like like uh, a specific story, but I believe that with this this pedometer basically translated over to become what. Was a pack in with Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver, and that was the Pokewalker. Now, Micah and I both had Pokewalkers. I, I do remember that we 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 because at that point, Micah and I uh, were friends. Um, Fortunately, I don't know where mine is anymore. I should I, I, I should have brought, should brought mine similar. down. it, it is. I, I do have them, but they're they're up in my my collection space. Um... Yeah. That exploded where we were at. I remember, um, I remember people, cause this, this would have been high school time frame for us, right, Micah? Like this was, this was high school time. I think, yeah. I think around, I remember time. people in like track and field were going crazy with this. And it was wild because it was like the first time. This was like, if, if for, for more modern example, do you remember that summer of Pokemon Go? We're going to talk about that as well, but where everybody was talking about Pokemon, it was like that. Slightly smaller. Come to
3: world peace.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Slightly smaller scale, but it was like that. I remember everybody had Pokewalkers, and I was like, "Pokemon's cool. I'm cool," (laughs) Uh, because I was always into Pokemon. I was, I, I, I never, I never left. (laughs) Uh, I remember walking around at my first job and I would, I would have that with me and I'd just be leveling up Pokemon on the side. Because what happened with that is it, you would use wireless connection between your DS and the Pokewalker to load a Pokemon into the Pokewalker. And as you stepped, it would level up. I believe there was a level cap that it hit until you loaded it back in. And then, um, it would also sometimes pick up items and different things. You could play little games on it. It had like three buttons. So, yeah, this is a lot of fun, um, and it sort of that that sort of stopped there. We didn't see a physical pedometer device come post Pokéwalker until we got the three DS, which is a pedometer. The 3DS had that feature built in, and it was a prominent feature with things like Street Pass, all of the Street Pass minigames, and then almost every game that came with within the launch window integrated it in some way and had Street Pass integrated in some way. Uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, I remember Street Pass would swap weapons, um, and it, it was a thing. You had... Uh, do you guys, did you guys play find me? I played a ton of find oh, me. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was, that was, that was a blast. Uh, and you had to take a certain amount of steps to earn the points that you'd need to get more me's to play the RPG. And once you ran out, you'd have to wait until you could do more steps and pass more people and get more. What a cool concept. I walked around a lot <laughs> for that. Uh, I had that, I had that one in college and, uh, just a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of street paths because you know everybody's in in college same age age range age group like and there were so many people with 3ds's yeah great a great integrated feature but to me I, and i, I want to talk to you guys what you what your guys's thoughts are on on this history in general it seems they have moved away from that there's no step counter on the switch uh doesn't switch doesn't fit in your pocket. First off, we I mean, could try it right now. It <laughs> Speak for yourself. Sticks out, yeah. <laughs> um, but it it doesn't have Street Pass. It it doesn't have that functionality. It seems like the the walking aspect of Nintendo gaming has moved to mobile, and we saw that shift with Pokemon Go. There is also Pikmin Bloom, um, and and those games are. Entirely walking focused. So, it's interesting Nintendo has that still around. Because Nintendo's always been focused on health and and healthy living, which is very interesting. No... Xbox has never done this. There is no Xbox pedometer. Oh, I might I be. Spe- I might be, connect. I might they're be completely connect, yeah. making stuff up here. There, but the, but the, there's Xbox not this
3: like bridge where you store your
0: healthy foods.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
1: But there's, there's
0: there was no like plans for an Xbox vitality sensor. You know what I'm saying? Like Nintendo's always had this weird hyper focus on fitness.
1: Remember Pokémon Sleep that never came out? Yeah, I, Oh I'm yes, we the do. Uh, there's not an the episode
0: thing. that goes by that we don't beg for Pokémon <laughs> Sleep. You you might have teased our post-show topic. That's what I was planning on. Not not that in general, but but yeah. not not that <laughs> specifically, but uh if
3: anything could fix my sleep schedule, it would be Pokémon Sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it's just interesting. I coming back to Nintendo Switch Sports. If you play for an hour, do have it in your hand. A it's just time. off to the side. A pop-up will come up after an hour that says you've been playing for an hour. Maybe it's time for a break. Just like the Wii days, man. Every game, <laughs> every game, it's time to go play outside. And it would show like a picture of a window. Do You guys remember that with like the Wii remote on a table?
1: <laughs> uh, you're
0: uh, you're forgetting two pedometers. <laughs> All right, Barry. What do you got? What, what other what other pedometers have we forgotten?
1: Well, well, recently there's the Pokeball controller for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. That is a pedometer, and like the oh. like the uh, the one from Heart Gold Soul Silver, you can load a Pokemon on it and take it for walks, level it up, find stuff. I, I Wait, didn't know about that. I didn't know about that feature.
0: No way. Yeah, that's re- yeah. what. My mind yeah, is the, the Pokeball controller.
1: Right now. You can actually load a po- pe- uh, like a Pokemon, on it. It'll actually like make noise, and you take it for walks, and and a pedometer, and it gains stuff, and it finds stuff just like in Heart Gold, Soul Silver. And you come back to the the switch, and you load it back in, and it levels up and does all that. Yeah, absolutely. Does, does it eventually die? And your Pokemon that was in there <laughs> is just lost to the void. <laughs> that, I don't know. That's what happened to my pretty Poke-walker. sure that's <laughs> what
3: happened to my Torterra. <laughs> but but that is a, that
1: is a feature for that. So that is a. Uh. pedometer. That is but sweet. But before that, before that you missed one, on the last console generation, the Wii U, Wii Fit U came with a pedometer, and you could actually purchase it That's separately. That's
0: right. That's right. I do remember that one. I completely blanked on that. <sighs> That's why <Yeah>. I'm here. <laughs> That's why Barry's here. Correct in the history books. Yeah. And, and that one was like... um. Gosh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think, remember what that one looked the, like. The,
1: it looks like the Polka Walker. It was extra Poke, like pretty much they had extra, and they just like let's use use this again. And it has the three buttons and everything. It's yeah. the Polka Walker, but it's white and green. Just tr- a little reskinning. Oh yeah, my
0: gosh! A... Yes, I and forgot my... about this. I see, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> it exact And that might be in the history books where I'm misremembering. Like it wasn't yeah. the personal trainer walking transferred to this. This was just straight up like. Yeah. Oh, we have extra Poké Walkers. Let's put these in here. Yep. Which, man, what a cool what a cool idea. I I would totally <laughs> buy if they made this for the Switch. If they made little pedometer, I would totally buy it i mean they did with the pokeball plus but i didn't play let's go
3: do they really need to though when they can just make an app for your phone right which everyone essentially has all the time which
0: is what they have done
1: <clears throat> well we need to see we fit or nintendo switch fit <laughs> now to do that i mean I, I we do have the leg strap
0: and uh yeah, it's just, and yeah just strap that to your leg <laughs> you're just <laughs> walking <straps>. around everywhere <laughs> oh man it's it's interesting i i just i just find it fascinating that they that they came up with this concept of like let's gamify walking and uh and have stuck with it to to this day i mean pokemon go Pikmin bloom just came out like last year um pokemon go still supported heavily um and it's just, I just think that's interesting. It's a, it's a quirky piece of Nintendo history. And Barry has all of it. He has, he has all of them. <laughs> Do you have the Wii U, Pedometer? I, yeah. I, I have, I have been looking for a Wii, Wii Fit U copy because I never played that one. Uh, and I love the first, the Wii Fit and Wii Fit Plus are fantastic games.
3: Well, for the low, low price of two hundred and eighty dollars, you can get it from Walmart.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the low, low price. You can find a Wii balance board at every thrift store. There's like ten of them. they ever they're they're all over the place. I remember walking into a thrift store once, so there were like five Wii balance boards. I was like, I wonder if you, can, a-
1: you can get it on Amazon for nine dollars and ninety cents. There you go. It's pretty good. Do you, do you have a the balance board already though? Yeah, I do. Yeah.
0: So I'll oh. snag that. Wonder if I wonder if I get the pedometer as well. I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna party with my Wii U fitness like, like it's 2016. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, so th- that's really all all I had to talk about with it was uh, what a weird piece of history that there's so much. There's so much to it, like they that they've kept up with. And we could talk about fitness games in general, but uh, that that is much more in depth and goes even further back, going all the way back to like uh, track and field with the track and field pad. But but yeah, pedometers, and now every phone has this built in. So, yeah. <laughs> like Micah said, what's the point of making a device? Or you get know. a Fitbit. Yep. Yep. Maybe that's maybe that's where we're going next. The next the next Nintendo Switch will have uh, its own smartwatch that comes with it. I I'd be all for that. I love these weird one off like hardware things like this. Uh, you know, I I got the Wii Zapper. Um, all the all, all the extra plastic you could buy with the Wii. Um, <laughs> But, like, little little pedometers. Those, the Pokemon Heart Gold, so Silver, the PokeWalker, goes for a lot of money now. Like, just the PokeWalker alone, I think, is like 80 bucks. Everything's going Maybe up. I should find mine. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of could use that. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any closing thoughts on, on Nintendo pedometers and Nintendo walking?
1: It's, it's interesting that Nintendo did this, and I think... I think it helps make a lot of people healthier, at least for a time, especially with Pokemon Go. But Nintendo likes to go to their, you know, beat to their own drum, so it's why your not? Their own
3: unique thing. Yeah, because I, I didn't really think it was that weird, but thinking about it, I was like, yeah, I don't know of any Xbox slash Microsoft or Sony pedometers linked to any of their
0: games. Yeah, you just don't do stuff like that. You know. That's not the innovation they're pushing. Um, we're... And, and these are like super. Remember. You'd think they're like super one-off ideas, but this just kept going <laughs> for Jeez. twenty plus years now. So yeah, that's super. It's super interesting. Well, that's about it for the for the show. Uh, we'll we'll uh, walk it off uh, and uh, and and finish out the show here. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out and thanks to everybody who is listening um for those joining us for the first time who've stuck with us till the end of this episode y'all are awesome um be sure again to leave us a five-star review on your podcast listening app of choice links to all that for quick access are in the description of the episode and um huge thanks to barry uh barry Carenza for coming out uh, visiting with us again, talking premium edition games. Super fun to go over all the stuff that's coming. May tenth is the day, so mark your calendars for all of those games that are uh, going to be up for pre-order that you can pick up physical copies for. And Barry, anything else you want to plug before we before we head on out?
1: uh yeah, just reiterate premiumeditiongames.com. Uh, May tenth to June tenth for Wonderling DX and Rain Your Parade. Uh, Remember, those retro editions are 500 copies only, so make sure to get those orders in. Uh, Dog tags will also be up, and stay tuned later in the summer for the Classic Series and later in this year for Raji and the rest of Series 5. And also, like... uh, like Andrew said, you know, Nintendo Fuse, you can go to NintendoFuse.com or YouTube.com slash Nintendo Fuse, uh, as well as all podcast listening services for N- the Nintendo Fuse podcast and the Premium Playcast. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. And if you want to follow us,
0: you can do that by checking out our many social media channels. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and we have our own Discord. So uh, follow us on many of our social media channels. Just Search Nintendo Pals, you'll find us. we're we're up there. We ha- we have that name. that's that's us in the search results. And uh, for Micah and myself, we're super thankful to have gotten so many new listeners and new support over the last, past few weeks. So thanks to everybody for being here. Uh, and we will close it out with a closing remark by Barry. Give us your close out.
1: Remember, Nintendo does care about you. That's why they give you pedometers. But they don't care about you enough to give you the games you want. (laughs) We'll talk to you all next week.